Yeah, it's a special podcast, and it is also a podcast special, isn't it? Because it's about the podcast. It's our tenth anniversary. <laughs> I don't know whether we've mentioned that so far. I think we probably have, but we're 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 ringing this out, aren't we? And and I think it's, it's I, all free content. It is all free content, and I think that some people might find this quite interesting. So basically, the idea of this episode is we have put out the call to our listeners on our Facebook group and anyone else who wanted to get in touch any other way to ask us questions about the podcast. Um, just to kind of have a, give us another chance to talk about something that we're jolly proud of that we've been doing for the last decade. Um, because whenever we, you know, and it's not often we talk to people about doing the podcast, obviously in real life, but whenever we do, like if like we've been in Manchester or, or whatever, and, and we said, oh yeah, we do a Coronation Street podcast, there's always a load of questions, aren't there? People always want to know all about it. Yep. But it's not anything that we usually record. So we thought that we'd bundle it all together in one place and have this as an opportunity to, um, to, to learn more about kind of the background and the making of the podcast and um, kind of our, our thoughts about the production of it and, and all that kind of jazz, really. This is a FAQ section of our website. It is, it is, absolutely. Um, and so we put out the call, um, and I think from Facebook, we managed about 40 questions oh, or so, God. and I've got them all here. Really? So usually oh, when we God. do our listener questions, we do... Don't say... Oh, I mean, hooray! We're grateful for the listeners. <laughs> We usually when we do our listener questions section, we have like two pod, uh, two questions, don't we, that we manage to um, eke out for about an hour or so. I think these are going to be. This is more of a quick fire kind of question round. Um, don't know how long it's going to last, but we'll try and cover all of them. Some of them will probably repeat to each other. I'll just copy them all into a text document, and we'll see what happens. Really, so. Um, we're going to kick things off with a question from Navdeep, who wants to know how we felt about doing our first podcast episode. Gemma. How did we feel after doing it? I don't remember at all. That's what, when we sat down, I saw the first thing I said to you and I, we opened the text document, I literally don't remember, probably smug. I know, this is, I mean, I wanted to put this question first because it makes sense to have something about the first episode first, but it was so long ago, I honestly can't remember. We were just like, we, we didn't know what to expect or anything. We'd, we'd, we had all our bits and pieces there. We had the, the phone or the laptop or whatever. No, it was a laptop we were recording on then, wasn't it? And, uh, and we recorded and we thought, I don't know how long... We, we knew that it had to be about half an hour long because with Podbean you could buy various tiers and it's a bit different now. But what we had allowed us to have about two hours of content a month or something. <laughs> so we knew we were going to have four episodes or so a month. So we got about half an hour for a podcast. Um, and I remember I you panicking when there were some times where there were five... Fridays in a month, you're like, oh no. How are we going to do that? Yeah, well, that's what we eventually ended up um, paying for a little bit more web space. But um, I think once it, once we'd um, done the episode, it was just a case of hopefully I can get this up and, and ready and it'll all work. I think the main thing that I was wondering was, is anybody actually going to hear this? How are we going to promote this thing? How are we going to get it out there? And, and once it is out there, is anybody going to be interested in it? I know it's the sort of thing that I would have been interested in. That's yeah. why we did the podcast. I don't remember how we promoted it. I think, well, I just signed up to Twitter about a week before and I'd, yeah. I, I'd never used Twitter for my personal reasons. Um, I just signed up for a Conversation Street account. So I just kind of hope that if I put some tweets out there, um, then someone would pick it up. I can't remember whether we contacted the Coronation Street blog 
beforehand or oh, afterwards or whatever. It's so all messy. so so long ago. I, I don't remember, but I mean, fortunately, before long, I know that uh, Tivor from the Coronation Street blog um, sort of leapt on it, didn't she? And she definitely oh, gave yeah, it a bit of really promotion helpful, there. Yeah. Um, and and then they kind of picked up from there. But I also remember. I'm pretty sure it was after the first one. We were trying to look to see how many downloads it was getting and there's kind of a very basic stats thing you can get via Podbean. And I think if I remember rightly, we might have been going on a trip up to Coventry to see my dad that weekend. And I remember like stopping at a service station and having a look and seeing like, oh, it's got, it's got two downloads this past hour, amazing, that kind of thing. And <laughs> hope they come back. Um, so it was really just a case of the unknown and, and have we wasted a week doing this? Is it going to turn out into into anything different, really? And, I mean, that all with, combined with the embarrassment of, oh, is that what my voice sounds like as well, was probably a part of it. I, don't, I, don't I didn't care at all. And it was what like, I was, I what, what I was probably like. worried about the sound like. quality because it was very dodgy back then, wasn't it? It was, if you kind of go back to listen to episode one, it's all quite rustly and everything. One thing I will say though, is back in the day, so this is 10 years ago, podcasting was still very, very kind of amateur-y and a bit niche and not at all slick and polished. No celebrities were really doing it. No. Not, not like they are now, like every celebrity's got their podcast about whatever they, socks or whatever. Um, but <laughs> but you know what I mean like we, we weren't the bar was not high I don't think I don't want to be rude to other people but it was a bit more indie and a bit more cool and uh, yeah. I like to think that over the 10 years we've, we've kept that um, amateurish production value just for traditional just for sake yeah we, we could be better but we just don't want to be exactly exactly yeah we're happy with the way that we we don't have a studio we don't have a we don't wear headphones on our head when we do it we do, there's, there's an awful lot that people do that we do but I'm we don't have one of them either. machines that like with buttons on oh, it oh no we don't have a mixer machine or what's anything what's the point of that I don't really know but I know most podcasts do that <laughs> I don't really get what it's for it's all too complicated for me I'd rather go to Manchester for the week than buy a mixing yeah. deck or whatever yeah so um, maybe anyway, one day I, that, that's kind of how we felt after the if first one really if anybody wants to buy Just... this one we'll use it <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't put that on me I don't understand I've, I have looked into them I don't know Michael's the tech guy you're the producer aren't you I'm yes. just the special guest that is absolutely uh-huh. right Yeah. so yeah that's how I kind of felt after the first one pleased that we'd actually gotten done it because we've been talking about it for so long but also quite nervous that would anybody actually listen to this and return for, for the following week because we then had to go on and start You're making the notes yeah. and everything for the next week's worth of podcast thinking well is this going to is this going to go anywhere really so I hope that answers that question Gemma, move on to the next question. Alex wants to know, how long did you think you'd be doing the podcast for when you first started and how long do you think you will continue doing it? I, de- I definitely don't think we had any kind of um, time frame in mind. We didn't think at all, ever. We don't think. That's why we're so, so successful. I say, <laughs> don't think, just do. Just do it. Yeah. Like, if you were to say, did you think that we would be going in 10 years? I'd be like... I honestly don't know. Yeah. I, I'm definitely the sort of person yeah. who once they start something doesn't stop. like to stop unless there's a very good reason for it. But because, like I said earlier, we were a bit nervous about would anyone actually listen to this, we could have been thinking, well, you know, maybe after a few weeks we'll realise it is a bit of a dud and we'll we'll stop there. Um, the only way I can imagine that we stop doing it is if Coronation Street ends or one mm. of us dies. Yes. Both pleasant thoughts there. But no, there, there was literally, there was there was no... No end date in mind. And, and there still isn't really, is there? No. It's, it, it hasn't I changed. Just keep on going see... as long as people want to listen to it, really. Unless, unless, I, unless I get really ill, I can't see us not 
doing it. Well, no, no. Well, I wondered whether there'd be any kind of like big life events that might uh, get in the way of doing podcasts or whatever, um, like divorce or getting a getting, dog, getting <laughs> a baby, or getting a baby. <laughs> Is that what you do? Low one, baby, please. I've just found this outside, uh, uh, Michael. But we've, we've I kept swear on it's going. not mine. I haven't been secretly pregnant this whole time. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it is a case of long may it continue, really. As, I mean, also, I guess if Coronation Street got so, so, so bad that we thought we can't even bear to watch this, it's like a completely different show to how it used to be. We might have to have some serious conversations. Not, uh, yeah, it'd be very difficult because we obviously now have a fondness for it and I've always approached this from the perspective of um, kind of... You know, not being not being rude, and we are rude though. Like <laughs> talking about it as though, because it's perfectly possible, somebody involved in whatever it is that we don't like, it might be listening. Sometimes we're very dismissive, but I can't imagine us being able to cope with like truly dire, awful, awful gory, knowing that some of the people who made it would be listening, going, "Oh, why? Yeah. Why are they so mean?" Yeah, I can't remember what he said on the podcast when we did the trip to Manchester. But when we were talking to Dom, one of the things he said was, "Oh, yeah, you didn't like the you didn't like the names that I came up with for Ardy's computer games." Oh, I know. I felt <laughs> I wanted to die. So then we did. We totally ripped into those I names. I was didn't like, we? "Sorry." A few years they ago, were a bit bad. <laughs> he said, "I didn't. You don't. I didn't play." Computer games, so I don't really know. <laughs> um, they're probably harder than you think to come up with genuine sounding well, computer games. Is, but yeah, any anybody <laughs> could be listening. Can I just say it's not just, um, it's not just. This is the defence. <clears throat> it's not just a case of can you come up with a cool computer game name. It's will it pass through compliance and will they sign off on exactly. it and does it sound similar to something else that's already been done? Yes. And um, if those questions, if the answer to that is, is it's not going to, then you've got back to the drawing board and I <laughs> challenge anybody to come up with something completely original. Right, let's go on to our next question. So this is from Pat. Um, Pat's an example of someone who's put lots of questions together in one post. So shall I, shall I put all the questions out and then we'll just answer them afterwards? Or I'll give you a yes and no um, right, Pat's questions are number one: Had you heard of other fun type? Had you heard fun type. other fan type podcasts that inspired you to start Conversation Street? Yes. Yes is the next. answer to both go, of them. Next, you, like next, go on. What did what you, did you picture? picture as future success when you first started? Money. Next. No, that's not true. Next. What are you talking about? Next. What are what? some of your favourite podcast moments that you remember from the past 10 years? And Getting money. how in the world do you find the time to do such a great podcast in your spare time? Money, what, ba- money motivates me. I, I don't know. I think we've been doing it wrong for the past <laughs> 10 years, if that's true. We did start the Patreon a few years ago, but I think right at the beginning, it was always a case of, like, I never wanted to have well, adverts or anything in the podcast. Everybody knows that, we've said this before, but maybe only to the patrons, that um, all the money that we get for the show goes straight back into the show. Um... So it's a good job, really, because this would be costing us a fortune otherwise. <laughs> right, so I have always... you heard other fan-type podcasts? Yes, because you used to listen to the Lost Podcast. I used podcast. to listen to Lost Podcast. What's it called? Um, the there was one called J- Jacob is Lost. No, Donald is Lost. Donald, that's it, I Donald. I used to listen to. There was also one... And it used to go... No, 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 that was another one. That was No, that was Jacob's Cabin that had that theme tune. And that was... That was that was similar to Conversation Street in that it was just discussing... Yeah, but um, he had skits and things. He, he had skits and things as well, and the Donald is Lost one, yeah, which I didn't, I, I just don't think we'd be able to, I suppose our voices that we do are the closest that we've got to him, but he used to do some it's quite too confu- It's too complicated. But I mean, that was like talking about a one hour show 
once a week yeah. in in you know in blocks of however yeah. many episodes there were like in the series but there, there there wasn't as far as i know there wasn't anything that was comparable to what conversation streets turned into where it's literally it there is constantly content t- tv content that's being churned out that you kind of have to keep up with i don't think with. there's anything like this that yeah like a soap podcast there's nothing else like it because you can never stop unless you like do a podcast about the news mm. and what you thought of the news at 10 <laughs> news at 10 cast um i mean we we have since inspired other podcasts haven't we there are there are other oh, soap podcasts so big, now it's not like we came up with the idea and everyone copied us no there had been coronation street podcasts. well it's before, also not a difficult our... thing to come up with an idea of doing a podcast Genius. about soap <laughs> so um we had only ever heard like Lost. I can't remember if we've listened to any other ones. I mean, I I, I have listened to Doctor Who podcasts in the past, but yeah, I can't but remember whether I don't remember whether it was before or not. It might have been, well, might not have been. I, it I was mostly it was mostly listening to that those lost ones where yeah. we were like, oh, we could do this for Corey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What did you picture as future success when you first started? Probably being probably honestly being paid like a proper wage to do to do it but I think that's never going to happen it's not but I, I don't th- I don't think that I ever particularly thought about it oh no no way. but this isn't saying well the question is what did you picture as future success like not how did you imagine the future it's like how would you if yeah the, I, I the way thought... that this is couched makes me think the what, what I answered is correct I, I, I just kind of I think I said this recently on the Patreon episode that we recorded but when I started I think it was the patron, I don't know. I, I thought, well, how many people watch Coronation Street now? Or oh, it's about 10 million people and about a tenth of those might want to listen to the podcast. I was like, yeah, we've had to get a million. So you're, you so think I, you're being more humble than I am by saying you want a million people to listen to this podcast? I literally, I didn't, I didn't have a clue. I, and, I, and like, you can look at how many downloads or, or views that YouTube videos get and everything um, because it's the, the numbers are all out there. I, I didn't really know, but I kind of but readjusted not, my expectations yes. quite quickly afterwards. But YouTube's not our... No, no, it's that's not. That's just a bonus. Like, it's like sixty per episode. Yeah. That's nowhere near the podcast. I just wanted there to be something that people would want to listen to, and that we would have people um, writing in to to share their thoughts on the podcast and Coronation Street with us. Really, enough people. I don't think I ever thought, oh, what's going to be success for me is members of the cast listening. See, we're to not it, very um, we will... goal orientated, are we? No. We didn't say in 10 years' time, we want to be no. recording an anniversary podcast no. in a flat overlooking the Coronation Street Studios. We're not very clever like that. We don't... We, yeah, we don't... Like I said earlier, we don't think about it. No, we didn't. We're, we just kind, kind of, of launched into it. And, and we don't and have any plans, and really. so we don't have any goals. No, not anymore. I'm quite, like quite happy with how things are. So, um, favourite podcast moments that you remember from the past 10 years? Um, I don't have any particular specific memories... Um, but like just having a laugh <laughs> funny jokes things that people said that they enjoyed listening to I think that my favourite moments are when I look online and some or in our emails or somebody will say I really thought this was funny or you guys made me laugh when or you made me think about this in a different way yeah I like it when people say that they're really you know, driving down the street or, or yeah. in the supermarket like, they they that's my favourite thing I love that but I, I'm so bad at remembering specific moments like that a lot like of the that. things that are to do with favourite moments are kind of peripheral opportunities that have yeah. been generated because of the podcast I mean I'll always go back to being contacted by Sally Ann Matthews in yeah. the first what three four years of the show yeah. because that was the first contact that we had with anybody on the cast that, that listened to it 
and it wasn't anything that I expected to happen. It was also an actor, actress that we were very, very impressed with at the time. And that felt that like, you know, that was, <laughs> that, that felt like a really momentous thing that was happening when she got in touch with us. Yeah. And then it's kind of snowballed a bit from there, really. But other, other moments, uh, uh, it is, it's the peripheral thing. So and it's, it's like going to visit the set, seeing some filming done, the trips we've had to, to Manchester. Having Sal wave at us from the bus. Having Sal wave at us from the bus at the British Soap Awards, Joe yes. Parkinson waving at you from the... From the pits. Oh yes, that was good. That's really nice when just like yeah, having people go, oh, it's you guys. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's right actually. Yeah, people kind of yeah recognizing us. And people, I really like it when um, we get people voicemail voice messages, and I get to hear everyone's accents and think, wow, it's true that lots of different people do listen to this. And it's also really fascinating when you hear somebody new for the first time. Yeah. yeah, Um, but um, I, I think it's really funny how excited we are when somebody from a different country contacts us. But actually, if you think about it, how many English or um, yeah, in, we get lots. Of, we get a few Scottish people, don't we? Yes. Got got a Welsh one. <laughs> we got Al. We do. We do. <laughs> but like, how many English people write in or like um, send in a voice message? Hmm. I don't think we get as many. I think either. I think it's because this Canadians. charming, stupid English dick doesn't work on other English people, <laughs> and they're like, I'm not impressed by your accent. This is what I sound like. You're um, not clever just because you've got an English accent. <laughs> not that Scottish people are impressed by that, of course. Um, how in the world do you find the time to do such a great podcast in your spare time? Um, for me, it's it's all about the planning, really. Um, I've got kind of my schedule for this is when I do things. It's a little bit different at the moment because I'm in my school for my holidays. But generally, I have to plan out, right, so... Um, like oh, right. Saturdays is putting it all together for the week and how, and starting to think, well, what are we going to do for the bonus podcast next week? I'll book in a little bit of time on Sunday mornings or if, if it means getting up a bit earlier to, to put together my notes for the bonus podcast. Um, it's, and, and as the week's going on, I'm thinking, right, thinking about the car emoji. Sometimes it's a bit of a pain when I need to put things like that together. But I don't think that you could do it without having some kind of organisation, could you? How in the world do you find the time to do a great podcast in your spare time? Um, not having anything else to do. That helps. Not having children. Not, not having found a kid yet. <laughs> I've sacrificed my childbearing years to this podcast, everybody. I hope, you're I, hope everyone's, I hope everyone's appreciative of that. But we do have a cat. We've born a cat. I didn't birth a cat. She's sitting on my lap right now. Um, yeah, it's basically all Michael, and I don't. I think being a teacher makes you crazy, and you just don't know how to not do work. I think that's part of it. Uh, you went straight from this is this is your problem. You went straight from school when at the end of school when you're doing your exams, you're in like like work, work, work mode. There's no way around it. You've got to work, 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 work to get your exams, and you just went straight from there, and you've never stopped. I don't think, I don't know what would happen to you if you stopped. I think you'd die. I think I might do. You're one of these I people that do. would retire and just die the next day. I still do have time for my other passions in life, like video gaming. I managed to fit that in. I think, it, honestly, it's just having a kind of a timetable in my head and, and keeping every You're week very dedicated. relatively the same. Like, it's not like, oh, this week we're going to do this kind of thing and then the next week we're going to shake it up and make it very different. I mean, the podcast has certainly evolved over the decade. We hate and fear change. But um, it's... It's, you know, it's, it's a regular kind of schedule, so things are, nothing's going to come out too far left field, really. Thank you, Pat. Thank you very much. Right, over to you, Gemma. Archie, isn't that? He's got, um, he's got a load of questions as well. 
Since doing the podcast, what's been your favourite and then least favourite period of the show to document? Let's just go through. I, I mean, right, Pat Phelan was my favourite. Yeah, era, but by I far, think. I think we're both going to say the same. Favorite that. period. I think least favourite period is a difficult one because I mean, I think, anything right when when it was very Gemma centric, and then it, she was becoming very boring, and then. She had the quads hmm. and Chesney and Gemma was front and centre. And I'm really sorry to say that because I think they're both like great actors. I really have liked the characters previously. I just think they're a very yeah, bad they are combination. Both characters and one thing I will enjoyed. say is that the addition of Bernie to that dynamic is is a really good one. Hmm. I think that, yeah, I mean, the, the, the Pat feeling has got to be the, the top. Like when with the whole of that saga there and trying to figure out what's going to happen next, that was probably when we were the most excited about Coronation Street. And I'm really sorry but that the, I said that, Gemma, Gemma and Chesney, and I really, uh, you know, it's a shame, but... I think that there the have truth. been periods. I mean, that, that was towards the beginning of Ian McLeod's tenure, wasn't it? And I think that with quite with a few producers that have come in, there have been the early stages where we think, oh, I'm not sure, they're, or they're just finding their feet. And I think it definitely took him a little while to, to get the, the ball rolling a little bit. But then you also get things like, say, the beginning of this year with um, the Sarah Adam Lydia story, with the Gemma and Chesney um, Joseph story that, that's not particularly fun. Um, but then usually, once you get around to Britain's Got Talent week time, it kind of picks up for the rest of the year. I will also say that I found Aiden's suicide to be incredibly stressful. Um, I felt like I was, because um, you weren't involved in a lot of it, yeah. and I felt quite responsible for people's mental health, which I wasn't prepared for, and I felt like I might mess it up. Mm. And also, I did not like Sinead's cancer story, and you that, guys yeah, know yeah, that, yeah. because I never watched any of the episodes, I refused to. You just, you, you, yeah, you didn't watch those scenes, did you, with uh, related no. to Sinead, so that was that. And we, I didn't talk about it, and I don't even remember if I was in the room when you talked about it, I think I might have left I think I think you time. did, I think I, I stayed and I talked about the Sinead story while you went into the bedroom for a bit, and then you came yeah. back and talked about the other I, ones I so that wasn't, that wasn't a fun afraid. time nope. so no no more stories like that please Coronation Street we don't enjoy it um, Archie's next question Gemma do you have any rituals which you do before or during the podcast we know Gemma likes the cider e.g. do you have to sit a specific way around like Ant and yes, Deck yes we absolutely do well in this sofa we sit I'm on the left yes. and Michael's on the right, but so in our I'm, old I'm house, the and the deck. Michael was on the other side. Yeah, we've completely swapped round sides that we sit. And it's because when we moved here, we recorded in the bedroom and I was on my side of the bed, which in this house is the left hand side because I like to be near the windows. Yeah. And Michael was on the other side, so that's why we still on the Gemma likes this me to sleep round. on the side of the bed that's next to the Michael door, so if an attacker comes in at night, Michael I can defend her. Michael always says this, but that's absolutely rubbish, because <laughs> I know you'd run first. <laughs> I just like to be near the, the... I like to be near the window, because I like the wind... I like the cold. Yeah. And I know you don't like it. No. So, yeah, it'd be weird. it would definitely feel weird for us to be on the other side. I don't know if I would care. Um, uh, you also have a podcasting tea that you I have. do have my podcasting tea each time. You yeah. often have your side. Not always. What you I've got wine today. You've got wine today because it's a special I'm occasion. But we always okay, get everything set up. I get a drink, ask you if you want a drink and get everything loaded up. We have to do a little test of the microphone. We have now, to test the we? microphone and yeah. sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> and also I... Oh, we sit down and I'm all settled in and then I'll say have you got a pen and a bit of paper for the quiz because I always oh, forget oh yeah and then sometimes I have to run off and get one also we do sometimes um, stop after street talk to have another cup of tea don't yeah. we because that's always the longest stretch of the show yeah. so when that little bit of music is playing we've, we've paused yeah. gonna and get and another Michael, cup of tea and then we'll come pause back. it and Michael will go need a cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll run away yes. or we'll dash off to the toilet or something <laughs> there we go 
Uh, was there a point where you both thought, yes, we're in this for the long haul? I don't think so, particularly. I mean, it, uh, like we were talking about earlier, it just kind of evolved. We, we always kind of thought, well, we'll keep on going as long as people we never, want us. We never ever thought, oh, we'll just do it for this amount of time and see how it goes. Didn't no. we? we just decided to start doing And this is also related to Archie's next question, which is, have you ever discussed stopping the podcast? Have you ever come close? Yes, many times. Yes. I threatened to quit the podcast. <laughs> she really, you, know, you know what Gemma's like. She has definitely threatened to quit and like seriously threatened to quit a few times, haven't you? Yeah, well, when I get really upset about, like, if somebody's really personal about something, like, and they decide to specifically call me out. Um, like on some of the reviews or whatever. Um, I find that very upsetting. And um, I just also, it's like, sometimes I'm like, what well, I don't, like, what, you know, what? why would I put myself in that position? Yeah. But then everybody's so nice and um, I, I feel like I couldn't let people down. Um Sometimes it's, I mean, husbands and wives, spoiler alert, do have arguments sometimes, don't they? And we certainly do. And sometimes it's like, oh, I'm not doing the podcast anymore. And it has been bandied. I've never said that. No, I don't. You'll make it sound like I manipulatively threaten you. Like you've you've put the toilet seat up and now I'm not going to do the podcast anymore. (laughs) No, 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 no. It's not been like that. I think sometimes I've kind of suggested... Like when it's felt like things were getting too much. Look, should we just, you know, get to the anniversary this year, or get to the end of the year this time, and let's leave it there? But I think, and I, but I don't think we've ever really entertained the idea for too long, because it's always there's always you know people asking us where's the podcast. <laughs> we, like, oh dear. we think that would happen, but there's there's always like something good for Coronation Street on the horizon, and we think, well, I wouldn't be wanting to watch Coronation Street and then not being able to do the podcast after it. Well, you know, I am a diva sometimes, but also like men- like you like I said before about mental health yeah. issues, and I had like a really bad t- time, and um, it was like getting quite serious, and you know, there was a point where I didn't want to get out of bed, and we had to do the podcast, and I was like, I'm not going to do it because I just I'm too depressed. I don't even want to get out of bed. Just leave me alone. And so we were very late doing it, but then we did. Yeah, there have been sometimes days when we've like done it the next day or or whatever for whatever reasons. So. Um, but I was like, you can't. I don't know. Um, the other time was when I was like, I'm not doing notes anymore. Oh Remember? yes. I'm like, if if this is going to be my life forever, I I quit because I can't deal with this. Yeah, because we used to do it back in the day. There's there's been a few stages of note taking for the podcast. And I feel At really first, guilty about this because I have put this upon your head. It's fine. At first, we both used to have these big diaries, didn't we? That we would handwrite our notes in. Like I've no idea where they've got to now, and that lasted for a few years. And then we switched on to digital, and we did an episode each, didn't we? Alternated. So I did the first one, you did the next one, and so on. Um, and then we got to a stage where you think this is too much, this is too much. And it's like fine, I I can do all the notes. That's, well, I said to we you know, like on. I said, like. I feel really guilty about it, but at the same time, it was, uh, I just, no, I couldn't, I couldn't cope with it. I'm sorry, mm. but I just couldn't cope with it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. Um, well now, you know, yeah, now the... everyone's going to hate me because I'm just horrible, but no, I'm telling I'm the truth here. This is all, yeah. oh, I'm not going to answer, I'm not going to answer a question lying. There hasn't been I don't any... know why. Nobody's, <laughs> nobody would know the truth, would they? But like, what's think... the point of doing a question and answer if you're going to? I don't think there's ever been a time where we thought Coronation Street is so bad now I'm not enjoying talking about it or all the storylines are just dull 
this is bringing me no joy. There's not been anything quite like that, has there? Because usually when it is dull enough, we can make have enough fun with it and <laughs> enjoy taking the mickey out of it and stacking it off so, and then critically um, assessing it. So I'm very sorry to reveal that. Um, I really, honestly, the podcast has taught me probably lots of bad things about myself that um, maybe I do need to know, but not very pleasant to discover. Like, I'm not actually very resilient. <laughs> I always thought I was. But um, maybe it, maybe that's a good thing. Um, the next question is, what's next for the podcast? Are there any features or ideas you'd like to do, but aren't sure if they'd work? One thing I want to do is... Um, we did that Inside Number 9 where we did the history of... That yeah, that, well, that was for the ninth anniversary said, of the podcast, wasn't it? I wanted to do something similar to that. And also, I wanted to do... And I've probably mentioned this on the show before, but um, where we have our bonus episodes and we talk about like a character profile or something, I wanted to do that. But here's the character profile version of the factory fire storyline because we've done stuff like oh yeah, this is like Frank stories. Foster's character profile and, and sometimes those touch upon those elements, but we've never done storyline um, episodes where we just talk about a big storyline and I think that'd be really interesting because sometimes these things do crop up like in in people mention in passing like the the biggest one would be the tram crash mm. you know what would there be uh would that be interesting i think that'd be yeah. i don't know how difficult that would be i don't know how difficult that was my idea, i also so don't know how much it would feel just like i don't do any work i don't know whether it'd feel like it was just like a mini segment of a character profile because it's often these storylines are based around one character but would we be going into more detail i don't know but at least it's something because i've got no ideas about what can happen next i mean the biggest project we've just had I've is doing that dvd rewatch and that's been that's been massive and really helpful for the podcast but i i can't i can't say that i've got any huge ambitions for where the show is going to go next usually things just crop up i think as going into the second decade we've also said we'd like to redo some character profiles haven't we um particularly some of the ones that where we clearly didn't know what we were talking about when we profiled characters before um but yeah i i don't know i also know, wanted really. to do family family storyline family episodes where we say mm. this is the story of the platts yeah this yeah. is the story of the barlows yeah yeah um yeah, I've got loads of ideas, but because I don't do the work and Michael does, if he's not in, impressed by my idea, he won't do the work and it will never get done. So because Michael doesn't like that idea, we're not doing it. So if anybody thinks that's not a good idea, please tell Michael to do the work. Yeah, let me know. Um, and we actually have got one more question, Gemma. Have you ever considered guest co-hosts like the cast versus fans quiz as an appetite for fans to appear? Next time you'd raise money for a charity, maybe an auction, and someone can join you both online for street talk. I think Archie wants to be a co-host. I know. I think he's trying to uh, trying to say something there. Um, we have asked. We've had people ask us, "Can you interview me for the podcast?" We've had people say, um, "I don't think we've had anyone specifically ask to co-host." But we've we've done stuff like when we did the Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, not Thrones, um, where we had uh, Georgia and uh, Charlie on to talk. That was kind of co-hosty. Um, but we've, I don't know, I think um, it's a nice idea. I, I, I think I that... Oh, I don't know whether... Pe- people, probably, people probably would um, want to come on and do it. I think part of... I, do, I, I like it. I do like how it's just me and you. I wouldn't want somebody to come on and do a better job than us. I, I know, I think some of, of our head. listeners are very professional and they'd be very slick. <laughs> that's not the problem. It would be, it, The thing is, you guys, if you guys have been listening for a long time, you'll remember um, when um, one of us had COVID... And we had to separate. And even then, when we were separated just by a few rooms, the dynamic changed completely because it was a remote recording. And mm. you have to pause and you don't know when the other person's talking. And you talk over each other. 
it's very difficult when you're not in the same room to have that same you know yeah. uh, flow but but equally a lot of podcasts do do that and a lot and you know what yeah, but with, 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 the rise, with the rise of Zoom and everything, yeah, lots of them are being that. done. I, I think also, I mean, <laughs> you, you've always said that you don't enjoy doing the interviews, which is why I end up I doing get them. I too anxious. So it's, it, uh, it may be, be a, a case for one or both of us, really, of, of being anxious about having somebody I else think there. I'll, yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry, uh, I think I might get a bit shy. It would scare me a bit and it would make me worry too much. Yeah. But maybe if it was a charity, I'd have to shut <laughs> okay adrian thank you. thank you very much actually adrian has said my question would be how close to the show can you get before you know too much like seeing the sausage being made or knowing how a magician does his tricks once you know how it's done or what people are really like does it start to interfere with just sitting and watching the show see i've I, yeah this is the good question because we've sort we've seen so much more of how it gets filmed now than we ever had before in our last trip and you know how like um, when you go when you first start going to university and you like get on a course about something and you come become completely insufferable for the first few months because you've learned that little bit of knowledge <laughs> before you realise how much you actually don't know. So when we came back, I was like going, "Oh, I bet they filmed this scene. I bet they filmed this scene this way, and I bet they did that, and I bet this was done at a separate time to the last bit." I think there was a bit of that, don't you? Yeah, like, I, I think it's worn off now. <laughs> I think so. I mean, there, I, I would say that. Um, I, I, I definitely kind of having got to know some of the cast members and seeing the sets and everything I maybe don't buy into it as being this is an actual world a real place with real people that I'm watching in as much as I, I maybe do think about for other TV shows that I watch like, oh that's if, definitely true yeah. if, if we're watching anything else then I don't say that so and so an actor there whereas I am doing that a lot more with Coronation Street now than I ever was um, so in some ways that's kind of changed it the for the worse. It, it, but it, it's yeah, there's nothing really you can you can do about that now. And I'm certainly don't regret being able to have the opportunity to delve deeper behind the scenes um, with, with that. Um, yeah, I think we've. I think, I think the next stage would be like working on the show to sort of totally ruin it for you. Yeah, but I'd still do it. Um, <laughs> the, and, and I don't think it's. I don't think it's ruined it for us. Um, it's not ruined it. It's definitely changed it though. Yeah. And that, and there are some, um, you know, some cast members that we've had. Many, many, many that we've had lovely positive interactions with. Some, in very, very small cases, less so. That's maybe uh, made us look at characters in different ways. And I think, um, it, it, going back to the positive again, sometimes getting to know um, an actor or or even just interviewing them has made me look at some characters that I didn't particularly enjoy that much before and then start to like them more. Like we were, we were absolutely ragging on Toya loads before we got to know Georgia oh, Taylor, weren't we? And it wasn't just like, no. well, she's our friend now, so we're going to enjoy the character. But being able to talk to her about the character has helped me to maybe understand yeah. the character of um, Toya more. And I think there's been a few other characters like that. that um, well, yeah. I've, I've changed my mind about them, having um, been able to have that discussion. Oh yeah, I'm also very, yeah, I'm very biased and easily persuaded. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I, I've never, be, never pretended not to be. Mm. It is stupid. Yeah. It's not very professional. But um, if you're nice to me, I do, I'm nice about character <laughs> and I'm sorry. But I, I don't want anyone to think that um, Joe Dean has been horrible to us and that's not why I hate him. <laughs> that's no. not the case at all. Although he did say he didn't go on the internet. We, we told him he had, we had a podcast. Like when I watch Coronation Street, I don't, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still pretty good at, sort of thinking 
this is a house. Like, I'm not thinking, oh, the edge of the set's just round the corner there. Or, like, when there's the plats, I don't think, oh, there's nothing upstairs. I, I generally just am able to put that to the back of my mind. Are you? I don't think so. <laughs> but I don't think, I don't know if it affects the, um, it probably changes the way we talk about things. Mm. I, I definitely think we are nicer about some things that a lot of people are mean about or dislike, dislike and our perspective is probably wrong because ours is coming from a place of, oh, they're trying hard, they're hardest. Yeah. You know, and um, maybe that's not, uh, I don't know, that's too, bi- we're very, I'm, I know I am very biased interestingly i can but watch... i never i never hide it i never pretend no. not to be i can watch some of the older episodes and even like what's going on itv3 at the moment not let alone the, the older older episodes and and i can certainly detach myself from those ones and believe that that's all real more than the modern coronation street like i i don't watch plat house back in 2001 and think that's a set or they're just reading lines or anything. I wonder whether it's just partly to do with the slickness and the, the HD-ness and, and it kind of feeling more more real with the production quality now and, and some of the older ones. It's just got that... that I know what you mean. That veneer of TV... Grittiness. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> One thing I will say, I don't think that um, going behind the scenes has ruined our um or interfered with our perception of the show as much as doing a podcast about the show has yeah um, the fact that yeah. we do a podcast about it completely changes the way that we watch the show and talk and um discuss it amongst ourselves mm. and uh, we definitely don't consume it in the same way um that that people that might most people do yeah no so that's changed more us watching it than being involved in watching yeah. the production ever ever could yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely, definitely appreciate being able to go into the sausage factory sometimes. Well, and more than anything, whether or not it affects the way I enjoy the show or not, I would hope that it makes us better at doing this show. Yeah. I so, so I don't mind at all if it's... if I don't think it's changed my enjoyment. I think I enjoy it more because I'm going, aha! <laughs> it's enjoying it in a different way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there but, aren't any other shows that we enjoy in quite the same way, is it? Well, there's if, not a show, another show that we watch that's like Coronation Street. No, so you don't no. Watch any other But um, yeah, that's the that's the answer. Heather is next, and she says, "As your podcast fans grow, <laughs> do you feel your own celebrity Sorry, creeping Heather. in and the need to weigh that into the growth of the podcast? How do you balance your increasing exposure and growth with the actual show and cast and us plebs? Yeah, plebs. Is this a question you think about as you contemplate the next ten years?" Of the podcast. Heather, that's... You're just trying to flatter, flatter us now. I I don't think when I'm recording, I'm thinking about the audience a whole lot. I don't, I, I don't well, think about people listening. Well, sometimes I'll be like, listening. I should not have said that. Some, yeah, so, sometimes you think you shouldn't have said that, and sometimes you tell me that I shouldn't have said that. But I don't generally think of people listening. We're in. not I celebrities, just, It's Heather. literally, I'm just talking to it's you. It's really and nice I, Yes, I absolutely <laughs> do not consider myself in, in any way. Not even like... Not the even the barrel. Not even like, not even the thing is, we're not even. Um, oh, like the word famous is so stupid to even say. We're not even that level that we could get into being able to record normal Big Brother. 
You know what I mean? Like normal Big Brother, you need to like have a following of about twenty thousand people on Twitter or whatever, and have your own range of blimmin elbow yeah softeners. I mean, I know that we are known about in the Coronation Street community. I would but say even... being notorious is not the same as being a celebrity. <laughs> but even like if I you think, think about famously pains in the asses. If you think about everybody who watches Coronation Street no, around no, the world, it's a it's a drop in the pond. If you think about. The, the Coronation Street Twitter community. Yes, people know, uh, lots of people do know who our account is and everything. The number of listeners to the podcast has increased over the years, but not by loads and loads and loads. So yeah, I, d- I don't in any way consider myself um, as, as we use a celebrity just We're to use this word. It's, um, it's not at all. No, not not even humbly, like not even like, no. oh, Heather, so sweet, but we're not celebrity. Like, no, we're not. And um, I like it that way, honestly. Yeah. I'd rather be like this. I don't really... Sometimes it. Sometimes the idea of it scares me. I'm like thinking, oh God, I hope... No, whenever we do press, I always think, I really hope this does not lead to... Yeah. <laughs> people, more people listening. I like the people Half that listen the now. I like everybody that... Well, most of the people that listen, write in, it's nice. I, the thing is, I found... This is a bit of a Gillian Michaels quote. Um, but the more you know you're popular when you have haters and we don't really have we have people that dislike what we do and perhaps have made bad comments but we don't have people that sit around and like listen to hate us and um like you know obsess over everything they don't like about us and i think the more popular you get the more you attract people that do that because your success then upsets them Mm. because they don't like you so I think I'm happy with how we are. I think it, it, it's interesting when some of the cast members say they've heard of the podcast as well. And only a very small handful of the cast, very, very small handful of the cast actually listen. It's interesting when some people said, oh, are you from that podcast? Oh, yeah, I've heard of Conversation Street. Because the thing is, listening to a podcast is a bit of an investment, it's, isn't especially it? Especially our one. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're a writer on the Coronation Street blog, for example, then people involved in the show can very quickly, you know, five minutes, have a quick read, and they kind of get what you're about. But you need to... You need to invest a lot more time uh, to to really get underneath our skins and know what Conversation Street is about. So there's all there's yeah lots of people there who know of us, but that's about as far that's as what, as it goes. Yeah, it's really sweet, Heather. I don't I don't want to um be a mean girl and say oh, Heather, but um yeah, it's really nice that you think that <laughs> we have any kind of yeah. Um, Although to be fair, a couple of experiences that we've had have felt close. Like when I was on the cast versus fans quiz in Manchester, and I was on the cast team. That that's was pretty, pretty cool. cool. And going along to uh, Millie Gibson's party a couple of weeks ago as well. That, Those, that almost if there was felt going there. to be any moments where we felt like, oh gosh, here we are. You know, Mr. Michael and Gemma, this is the big time. It was that, and also when um, that lovely guy came up to us in oh, yeah, the studio yeah, in the and studios. said, "Are you?" Yeah. That yeah. was when, because see, oh, we've been walking, we were walking around Media City before then, and I was saying to Michael, don't say anything too loudly, um, or People make any really voices. comments, because they're going to know our voices better than they know how we look. Yeah. And um, that, and you thought I was being nuts, but that, I was proven right then, because yeah, he right, heard right. our voices and went, oh, it's Michael and Jeff. That was, that <laughs> was weird. But this is like, 
after is... 10 years, that's the first time that's ever happened. Yes, but that's the only time that would... that, And that's, like, the very only place in the world that that would ever happen, in Media City or yeah. in the Coronation Street set yeah. where people would recognise... It was nice while I was waiting outside the British Soap Awards this year and uh, Listen to Charlotte came up to oh, me that's as nice. well. She went there then, were you? No, that, that was nice, but... No, say, I, th- I think some it's people probably. Say I, don't exist. I think it's probably um, for the best that we don't think I don't about want to, ourselves I don't want to any be higher than we famous. actually do. We literally, I feel like I'm just the same as I was back I when we started. And I'm just famous, chatting with you, but now I don't. I really, really don't. <laughs> Next question, Gemma. It's your turn to read. Penny says, "If you weren't spending so many hours watching Gory and recording podcasts, what would you do with your freed up time?" I really don't know. Have a kid. Oh gosh, yeah. So thank you very much, podcast. I don't know. Like I do, we we do have our other interests and hobbies, don't we? You've got your gardening at the moment. You you like a good I like cooking. cooking. Um, I've got my video games. I mean, the the main. Uh, it, it's Friday nights, isn't it? And for the past ten years, Friday nights for us have been podcasting nights. And I don't know what we used to do on Friday nights. People I guess used to we just us places, Michael. Did they? Mm. I don't think we were that sociable. I think we used to just watch Coronation Street. And then go maybe <laughs> watch something else and then go to bed. And if it was that time of the year, we'd be watching the Big Brother eviction. And that was it for, for Friday nights. Um, when, when I'm doing my other work, preparing for the podcast on Sunday mornings, I th- maybe I would be having more of a lie-in. I don't know. But I, I, it's not like I'm... I don't feel like I'm depriving myself of the other things that I want to do. That's all. We're, this, we're both... Well, me, I, I, I get very, very little sleep anyway. I like surviving four, five, six no, hours sleep every night. So, some, it's not often four, but it can be four hours sleep. Yeah, but I that's get. stupid. That, but, um, but because I am awake for an awful lot of the day, I'm still able to squeeze in everything that I feel that I want to. Um, and, and because you don't have as much preparation and stuff for the podcast as I do, I think I would hope that no, you are as well. Well, I think, um, I'd like to imagine, you know, perhaps I would, um, perhaps I would, uh, volunteer, you know, at the local old people's home <laughs> and, uh, maybe I would go to a charity shop and help out there and perhaps I would go and fix up a hedgerow or rescue kittens from a sack, but actually I would just be on Reddit. Yeah, or watching telly. We'll go on Twitter going, this is a load of crap. <laughs> or worrying about things. I'd, it'd be very, very interesting to visit an alternative, uh, a parallel dimension where the podcast never existed well, and I just used to see do, what we are like. I used to do a lot more blogging and Yeah, stuff, that's true, you did. And I don't do that anymore. The thing is, I used to like, I used to really be into... Um, like food blogging. Food, food and fashion and, and um, fitness blogging. But I just became more disillusioned with the idea that it was all based on consumerism. I know it sounds really like a load of crap, but it just re- I eventually realised that you can only really make money out of it if you sell crap to people who don't want to buy crap. And I just thought, the planet is dying because we're buying rubbish and I can't just sit here and say, buy these shoes. You know, I just felt like, an, I just felt like mm. the only way to make money out of this is to... To like get everybody on this treadmill of just buying things and only feeling happy yeah. when you buy things, and I'm not saying that I don't feel that I need to buy things to be happy because I'm certainly not an enlightened Buddhist monk, <laughs> but um, I just realised that it wasn't what I wanted to do with my with my yeah. spare time. So doing this, I think um, one of the things I like about it is the other. You know, I'm I feel like. Although a lot of this is one-sided and, you know, parasocial relationships, certainly there are problematic things about them. But I do feel like um, I'm kind of creating some a kind of atmosphere where people can 
you know, feel a bit freer and talk about things that are important and a bit deep, maybe. And maybe right. I would never have had the chance to do that. Yeah. And um, I think that's a, a good thing to do with my life. Yeah, I think so. I think and it's so. and it's not, not it's not like you know great art or deep insightful psycho psycho analysis of anything, <laughs> but it certainly feel like it's a bit more worth doing than well, it's nice to be able sitting to around and, and tweeting about. We have achieved. Well, yeah, like tweeting about what I had for lunch. It's I wonder whether I would have fitting. even like gone on Twitter ever if I, it wasn't for the podcast because I only signed up to it so that we would have a podcast well, account. Well, you don't have I could your, be one of you these real a, Luddites. You have a personal account, but you never use it. Yeah, I, I remember why I set that one up. I never go on to that. I've got a personal account because I'm a, I was obsessed at a certain point with registering as as my real name on things <laughs> to be the first person. Make sure nobody else does. Yeah. Well, I think one thing that we absolutely wouldn't be doing if we weren't doing the podcast is going out. Because well, that's rubbish. We, I like going out. We might, we might, I suppose Friday nights might be a go out for dinner night some weeks. People go, but... oh, should we, come, do you want to come around, you know, and you go, no, we can't, and you'll give me a look. Like, oh, Gemma. Sometimes. Nobody asks, loads. Michael, do you wonder why nobody asks us anymore? Uh, it's because we say sorry we can't do anything on Friday nights <laughs> oh well I've got no regrets Penny I regret it <laughs> Richard has asked how many hours of preparation and research go into each episode so I suppose that's more of a oh Richard a let me tell me. you no excuse me I do the quiz right? you do do the quiz can I just tell you how long this takes yes about an hour you know I have to go on to Coropedia and I have to go through and I have to find all the things that happened, and I've got to click on all the bits and say, oh, what happened then? Sometimes I'm going, and sometimes it'll be like, uh, it'll be really cryptic, like, Len and Rita discuss what happened, and they can't believe it, and then Hilda comes in with more news. Everyone's shocked, and I'm like, oh no. How do I make a question out of that? (laughs) What what was Len shocked about in 1982? The fact he was still in the show. I mean, for... On the whole, I just want to say, Coropedia is very well written, but just to say that sometimes it will, it just follows on from the previous previous episode. I'm like, like, Hilda's still having troubles with her fill in the blank. Yeah. I I think if if I was to add it up, I don't know, like Saturday mornings, and that's my worst, worst time. I I have, I do not enjoy getting up on Saturday mornings, putting it together. It it varies. Sometimes it's like half five, sometimes it's half six. That's ridiculous. Usually I get the podcast up by sort of seven, half seven. It used to be later, um, but then usually I've got other work to do, schoolwork on Saturdays. Um, But I I hate it, going right, right in the little blurb for it, um, putting it, putting it on Facebook, writing, converting it to the blog, making a little video version. That is my the, the my most unfun part of the podcast, and that's probably two hours say on Saturday. Then if I'm doing notes for the bonus podcast or the middle section, as it was on on say Sunday, that might be some some weeks like this week. It's like this is easy. I just need to copy and paste some questions into a document. If it's one that is research, then that might be anywhere between two and four hours then yeah just to say you guys probably fed up with all this um self-indulgent waffle about what we did and what we're saying what we think and uh question listener questions but actually this this is like a treat for michael because it's saving you hours and hours and hours anytime i can think of a bonus podcast that requires zero preparation i'm all for it um okay so um then on 
Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays we've obviously got Coronation Street to watch which is just an extra hour little bit of pausing here probably and there probably about 10 minutes after you yeah maybe an hour and 10 notes. minutes a day then um, the Corimojis might take me another hour in the week all um, three people that love Corimojis uh, are grateful uh, ev- for that ev- or ev- all of you yeah this is why um, I say right can I just interject again I apologise this is why I encourage praise for Michael whenever possible because he works so bloody hard <laughs> um, and the other thing I want everyone to praise Michael for is his country song that he did in the last episode that nobody's commented on no I think maybe one person he ad-libbed that whole thing on the last please podcast. can you all praise yeah. him um, what else honestly, do I do? that's what you're fueled by isn't it yes absolutely it's, it's having saying up on the fridge um, what else do I do um like getting getting the feedback, putting that into a document, the news. Now that's it's been brilliant the last couple of years since Rebecca's been providing us the news. So that's that's been a a, a time saver of maybe forty five minutes to an hour a week. So always thank you for that, Rebecca. I, I I would say that on an average week, it's probably about ten hours of prep, maybe. Just kind of guessing there. But it, it may well be vastly more, vastly less. I don't want to think about it too much because if I did, I'd probably think, oh, I'm going to stop doing that. It's a part-time job for Michael. It, yeah, it is, it is. And yeah. then obviously you've got the recording. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, of course. So the recording is, takes three hours. Yeah, three hours on on Fridays, another couple of hours usually on Tuesdays if we're doing our bonus episodes. And then the Patreon episode, which isn't Once a, month. a big deal. Another hour um, or so. But then we do have the preparation that goes into that, and that's another thing that you you have to do, isn't it? Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so a jolly long time is the answer to that, Richard. Also, no Michael though. makes me everybody. We can you believe this? Makes me listen to the YouTube. Oh yeah, that's another job for Gemma, isn't it? Because yeah. when we put our um, YouTube episodes up on Thursdays, the classic. Um, bits like oh which, which character like, profile from the past are we going to do I say Gemma can you listen to what we said about Ina Sharples yeah, can you eight listen years to ago and make sure we didn't say anything offensive or weird yeah. and like a few times I've said we can't like literally can't say that and uh, like one episode I can't even remember which one it was where I was like we cannot play any of this it's all incredibly I can't there's been a few that I can think of I can't that, believe we um, said any won't of get this to re-airing. Um, I'm really sorry everybody <laughs> Um, and also, I remember at the beginning, um, you used to make me listen to the whole thing in bed on a Saturday morning. Yes, I did, didn't I? Well, back when the, when we started and the episodes were half an hour or so, what I would do on Saturday morning <laughs> is literally listen to the whole thing and do proper editing, like taking out the pauses and everything like that. But then as time went on, it usually... Would took me twice as long to edit it as it is to listen. So the half an hour episodes would take me about an hour to edit. And then it got that the episodes were about an hour long, so it took me two hours to edit. And then it just got a little bit silly. So now I'm kind of, we're kind of onto the stage where if we absolutely have to do any re-saying something, then we'll change it as we go, or you might write a little timestamp down. But the whole editing yeah. thing doesn't take very long at all. And you can probably tell from listening to it Don't when we waffle it. on. But yeah, you used to like come in and I used to like get up really late. I yeah. don't do that anymore because... Allotment. Well, no, because the light shines in the bedroom now. <laughs> and I get up at like a reasonable hour for human beings. But you used to come and wake me up on a Saturday morning going, listen to the podcast. I used to sit there really grumpy, like woken up like, oh, this is rubbish. <laughs> I'm like, Gemma, we've got to put this up so now. Much. Can you listen to it, please? Yeah, I can't remember see, how long we used to do that for. That was a good couple yeah. of hours of that, a couple yeah. of um, years of that, wasn't there, where but we would see, always listen to it before we published it. If I was going to describe, I was, if I was going to sum up our, our approach to podcasting in one word for each person, mm. for you, it would be diligent. Yeah. For me, it would be efficient. 
and but in brackets is lazy. Well, I'm more efficient now. <laughs> the one thing that I remember from that has happened post the the editing era. Do you remember that time? It must have been oh. six, seven years ago or so that I left left a massive burp in the podcast. <laughs> and, oh no! And it was instead it of doing the, it was instead of doing the music. Da, 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 <laughs> I had a huge burp yeah, and I just you. completely forgot about it and, you and then the next in. day it was published and then somebody put on Facebook group what was that massive burp <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh my god how many hundreds of people um, have listened to this it was actually now? a satirical comment on the state actually, of society I think I think it was one of the first episodes that we recorded after I met Georgia Taylor and I was saying listen to the podcast oh I've got, I really think so it was about five years ago I was like listen to, listen to the podcast and then I had to say there are there isn't usually huge burps and belches in them I'm very very sorry <laughs> see that breaks down barriers isn't it so quite often when I put them up I think oh I just hope that there isn't anything stupid like that in there again. And so far, so good. Touchwood, there hasn't been any other times where I've had to like completely take it down and redo something because, you know... Well, there's definitely a question about about that sort of thing. Yeah, later. there is. We'll come back to that one later then. Anyway, that that in long-windedly asked how long a, a preparation and research goes. This is going to take hours. It's fine. It's fine. Let's keep going. Pete says, still really interested in how and why you keep it all a secret uh, from your family and friends. It must be getting harder the bigger it grows yeah, and the more you do. What ridiculous excuses do you come up with to cover your nefarious activities? Well, Pete, let's do the no why. One cares. Literally, no one cares what we do. I think some people would. I, no. I, your your friends have never really been that curious, have they? They don't. They're not interested. I think there's I been a few clues dropped unintentionally that they've not if picked up on. If I said to them, on. I kind of have this fantasy that I'll go, we can't do that because we do a podcast about Coronation Street. We've been doing it for ten years, and everyone goes, ha ha ha, and they go, ha ha ha, and then that's it. You know, and yeah. they don't believe us because it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Um, so I mean, nobody really ever asked too much. Like, why? Why are you going to Manchester again? They're not curious at all. That's how you. Can I tell. think I've said to my dad, "We've got friends up there," which is true, um, and we really like it. And he's just like, "Oh, you're doing another Coronation Street again? You're visiting the set again?" I'm like, oh, nobody "Yeah." Nobody No, literally, don't. Nobody cares. So they'll like say, "Oh, do you, can, do you want to go out for a meal on Friday?" And I'll say, "I can't do something on Friday," and that's it. One like one or two times, somebody has asked us, "Oh, what what is it you do?" And I'll say, "Oh, we have a secret, we have a secret hobby." Or I'll, oh, I've yeah. got. I think there's one time I said I've got a part time job. Really? <laughs> yeah, but they don't believe me. Yeah, I think the reason why we wanted to do it is because we talk about them behind their backs. <laughs> Apart from that, I just don't like the idea. I, I've because I'm such an introverted person. Like if we, if ever I'm in a, a meeting at school, or if we're just, if I'm just sitting in the staff room, or whatever, I won't say anything because I don't like people that I know knowing what I think about things, or I think people are going to judge me by what I say, um, and and it really kind of makes me squirm the idea yeah. that people that I know would be listening in to me, and I think I'm quite different, you in know, the in the in the podcast. And more talkative and, and stuff yeah, than are. I am in real life. Yes, I don't you think are. I think people might be surprised. This is why I like I always say like people um, like when when we were at the Millie's party the other week, I was saying to George, I, I, I'm you know I'm not a party person. She's like I, I don't get this because you're very talkative and, and everything. Talk to it's my like I don't talk to people. But so so the podcast is almost like my my place where this is I can your be. My, my, it is. It's my alter ego Superman, space. Aren't you? And I think that if people think if I people I knew in real life listen to it, then I'd 
struggle to maintain that alter ego. But right back from the beginning, I don't know. I guess we thought that people would think it was a bit sad. Um, I think... I don't, I don't I am really a very know. Secret, I would just say, Pete, I am a very secretive person. Mm. I am incredibly secretive. I don't like people... and Which is sound, probably sounds weird because I tell you guys stuff that I would never yeah. probably tell anybody. But it seems very remote and removed. And so that's why I want to maintain this barrier. Because mm. um, I am. I'm, I don't... I really don't tell anybody anything. Honestly. No. I try, and if I knew that... If I thought that people knew things I would get freaked out mm. I mean nobody I don't know I'm saying it's I'm not saying it's a good thing it's not a good trait to have to be as secretive as I am nobody in real life that we know has ever for example you know looked on the Coronation Street blog and seen pictures of us nobody's ever looked on watch, any articles can I say that... it really helps that we, they don't watch Coronation Street yeah we don't really Street. know we, we, we know like um my, my dad's current part well my dad's partner at the moment does watch Coronation Street and she's kind of got him into watching it again but I'm guessing that she doesn't go on social media or follow anything on social media because sometimes we show up on that um, <laughs> I'm just wait one, one day it feels like it's going to happen but the fact that it never has happened so far oh, is kind of making it feel it's not gonna happen. a bit safer um, when, when I've shown like uh, no, no, this, with this wall this Coronation Street wall that's behind us at the moment we haven't had very many guests in the house since we put this wall up, and we're still trying to think, oh, what are we going to say about that? But I've we've we've had a couple of friends come over, friends that we uh, that I don't see too often, and I've just said, oh yeah, that's just a curry wall. We, here's my Nintendo stuff this side. Yeah, here's my curry stuff, and they've not shown enough interest to kind of hang and think. Hang on a minute, why why are you so why are you staying so close to them? Although. I mean, a lot they of them we could like, explain away as being, oh, I'm like... just there at the gates, at the, or I'm just there at the soap awards, or and, like, I just happened to have bumped into them. Anyone could have most of these pictures. Yeah, yeah. So um, and, that's an, and that's an advert for the soap awards. So we don't have to come up with ridiculous excuses, but the, the main one about why we keep going to Manchester so often is we really, really like it, and it is a lovely place, which is true, and we've got friends there, which is true. I just I'm going to visit my friends. Yeah. And I have to say, and this is probably really sad, but, you know, the people that we've made friends with from doing this podcast are better friends than some of the friends I've known. Oh my, my gosh, life. absolutely, yes. Absolutely. Some of my favourite, my bestest friends are absolutely... Favourite people. Favourite people. And my, my best friends, I consider, are people who I've uh, I've known from this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what was that? The other thing I was going to say about this... Um, we've we've just had to sometimes be a bit secretive. I know we've been on a couple of family holidays with your parents where we've had to do some sneaky recording after dark, haven't we? Yeah. I think we did the the Horonation Street like under cover of darkness last year for the Maybe. podcast. <laughs> but it's not something that I really wish we could we did, and I it's not like I'm not proud of it. I don't think it's that. I want to be funny. deceptive. I'm not trying to be mean or exclusionary, but I just find it very helpful to do the podcast in a frank way mm. that makes it interesting to separate it completely, like, yeah. um, and not... And it also helps that I don't have that many friends and I don't see them that often. And it also helps that I work from home and I literally... Um, I haven't seen my colleagues that I worked with probably for about three years now. 
in 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 person and I've worked from home my my entire career yeah. and so I don't actually have anybody that would be would care like what do you do write an email to someone go hey if you listen to my podcast <laughs> I think the other thing with you is that your mum is very very supportive and she she like retweets things on or sorry, she reposts things on Facebook related to your work doesn't she and I think that if she knew that we had a podcast she'd, she'd probably invested. listen to it and she'd and also I don't be like, like oh I'm really that. I was really sad to hear that you um that you thought this, um, are you okay? Or, you know, I don't want to worry her. No, no, exactly. Even like, I remember when my mum was dying and I was thinking, do, am I going to, sorry to get morbid all of a sudden. It's like, do am I going to tell my mum on the death, on her deathbed about all this? And even then I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, it's just feels like something that's, that's very separate as, as weird as it is. Um, we have personas that are separate, Pete. You yes. Can, you can understand that. Yes. And again, this is all probably stuff that probably uh, doesn't reflect all that well on us saying, admitting. Um, <laughs> but again, I'm being honest. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what this is all about, isn't it? Next question. Oh, no, go The on. thing is, I think, if you're honest, there's no, there's no, no not going to be any nasty surprises. Nobody's going to discover anything horrible because we, I've said everything. Yeah, yeah. Next question. Ian, I was wondering how often you have to <laughs> cut and record re-record due to making a mistake disagreeing vehemently about something michael about something slash michael making an unpc comment what? that Gemma finds too much to go out it's it doesn't seem to be as much sometimes as it used to be ian, but it was never mega often ian sometimes it's me that says it <laughs> i mean I sometimes did... i'll i'll like come back at like like three hours later after like maybe or like a text michael at three o'clock in the morning and go you know how I said that. Um, yeah, that has happened actually. You know, you know how I said. But even that, that's only once that every two or three months. All children should be drowned. I thought Take about that. it, and, and I, I can't stand lucky, behind it. If I'm lucky, you'll have given, you'll have written down a timestamp to remind yeah. yourself. And sometimes I've had to trawl through street yeah, door and go, "Where's this bit that Gemma says that she doesn't want me to include because of what she said?" It. But often, if it's me, I'll get a glare when we're saying it, won't we? And you might write down a. You time. can tell. I won't say anything, but you'll see me write something down. Yeah. You're like, what did I say? say <laughs> it feels like it doesn't happen as much. And I don't know whether it's because I'm getting better at not saying unpc comments or whether we've just got a little bit that we've cared less about doing it. I don't know, but We never we never um edit out us arguing because that's no, part of the, part of the unique thing. selling point of the show. No. Um we don't ever make mistakes, Ian, so where did that come from? <laughs> Um, I think yeah, but all the, of our mistakes the, are recorded and uh, sent to you for your uh, delight. The, the rough and ready feel of the podcast is one of the things that we like about it so much. We wouldn't want to take out anything like that. I mean, sometimes we have to pause, to, like to, to go and get a drink or, yeah, or whatever. Just like just Try now. and spot the place where we've done that just recently. <laughs> um, I will say sometimes, and I, I don't want to throw you under the bus. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm just saying, like, when we record, sometimes you'll say something that I find really outrageous, but it's only because you don't, you hadn't thought it through or it, you haven't got that perspective that I do. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be big-headed, because um, I think I do have a different p- perspective. And I'll just argue straight out to you and say, I can't believe you just said that, because blah, blah, blah. And we leave that in because, um, because I think it helps people to... To also come to different conclusions. And maybe somebody's listening and going, Gemma, you're wrong. Michael is right there. Or maybe they agree with me. 
there's no right or wrong way to think about most of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So to be challenged, and I, I would expect you to push back if you think I'm wrong, and you wouldn't be scared to. No, you have no. in the past. I, I definitely have in the but past. But like yeah. sometimes we've agreed to you disagree. haven't thought about something. Oh yeah, I definitely say things like that. Thing, and it's absolutely. not. It's I, not like I, I'm definitely not as good as arguing sensibly as. Well, you I are. am very good at arguing, so I'm not. That's why. That's why I say I'm not always right, but because I can argue. It sounds like I am. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, to, to, to plainly answer that question, it's probably like once every couple of months now, isn't it? Where I'd we really have to month. do editing. But it used to be more. We used to have a little bit of paper where we'd put timestamps in and but we even just then, don't do it anymore. Even then, I would say we still, like I said earlier, there was a whole bit that we couldn't even use on the YouTube because I was like, this is not appropriate at all. Yeah. But I also want to say too, I think, Ian, that um, we've become more censorious as a society and it's it's very difficult to like I worry constantly about being picked up for saying something wrong and um that's always playing on my mind and I know people like to say oh there's no such thing as cancel culture but there totally is especially for people like us Mm. we're small fry if we said something like inappropriate we would get ripped to pieces we already had um us be we've already been like ripped to shreds on certain forums for saying things about certain people that that people said you know horrible things about us that are completely untrue but um that you can't ever predict what's going to offend somebody no and i've said things and we've said things both have um that have then been incredibly offensive to people and we had no idea so maybe that's the reason why we don't edit as much because I just can't predict what's going to get people's knickers <laughs> in a bunch. And it's really not that important. You know, this is a podcast. It's not like, you know, it's not blimmin' parliament, is it? No. Nothing no. we say is of consequence. And I want everyone to be... If I, if I could have one wish, it would be that everybody um, can say what they think and we can come to agreements without getting mad at each other. Well, that's why one of the things I like about the Facebook group is because on, on the whole, that does happen, doesn't it? And I think the, the, the fact that we're open and, and we have disagreements about things that doesn't really matter and spills I'm not saying, into the Facebook yeah, community. I'm not saying that I don't get mad about things that people say, because I do, but I try to have a perspective. Mm, mm. Um, next question, I think I'm probably going to be able to answer quite quickly, whether I'm not really sure, but Fiona wants to know if we could choose a catchphrase for the podcast, what it would be. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was shut up, Michael. Um, I don't. I some podcasts do have their catchphrases. I've don't been they? trying to come up with a catchphrase for for years, Fiona. I want something that we can put on a T-shirt. The closest that we've had is the music of this episode came from podcastteams.com. <laughs> but we so don't advertise is, them. No, we don't. I I just like param as being our po- podcast word. Yeah. But even then, lots of people wouldn't get it because we don't say it enough. Oh, what's a catchphrase? I I, I don't know. I don't. I think it just. I think when podcasts have catchphrases or the things that they say at the end of every episode or whatever, I think it just. I just. I don't cheesy. like it. It's a bit. Cheesy. There are like a few that have all completely authentic, hilarious catchphrases that kind of got generated by accident, but most of them have just really contrived and crappy. At the end, they'll say something really dumb. Keep like, on cobbling. Yeah, like just remember, if it's all couples, it must be conversation street. It's, See you next week. It's right up your street. <laughs> I, I can't stand any of that kind of stuff. I know. We, we would better sell much of it. I know. I know. But I, I think it's worth it for the cheesy in many other ways. There's two different types of catchphrases. There's like something that we frequently say and there's something that 
you use to market. Yeah. And I don't know which one Fiona means. I'm assuming it means a marketing catchphrase. Yeah. But um, yeah, the the probably the catchphrase that gets said the most is "Shut up, Michael," <laughs> and I'm really sorry. <laughs> And well, yours is probably. Let's oh. move on to the next story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not really. You can't that put catchy, that on a t-shirt either, can you? Not real. No, mine is right. As oh I said recently, since I seem to say so often. Has anyone got any ideas? Honestly, if you can think of it. And we've also like... tried to come up with a cool name for like people that listen to the podcast. And so there isn't rolls one. Off the tongue, there it? isn't one. No. Right. <sighs> oh God, see, I just did. It. I can't help it. It's really bad. Giselle, Gemma, read out Giselle's question. Do you have any clue why the podcast has managed to run for so long as it has? I've created podcasts but never kept one going long. Is it because of the passion for Coronation Street or the listenership, community or something else? Do you think there's an average listenership age and have you ever found your youngest and eldest listener? How do you think the podcast will grow in the next 10 years? Um, well, we've already talked a little bit about the podcast growing in the next 10 years and our answer was we don't really know. We don't have plans, we're just stupid. It, it literally, it just goes on and it, and it happens. This is What happens, like, happens. How is, how, do you have any clue why it's managed to run as long? It's because Michael's bloody minded and he will never ever quit. Yeah. Like, you've been playing The Simpsons tapped out. Yes, that's that's also now, just over so 10 much years so now. that he's given himself an injury in his hand. I do. My fingers will never be the same again. And that's that just goes to show you, um, you will never you will never let us stop. It's because <laughs> Michael, we do it's, have passion listen, for Coronation Street as it's well. It's because Michael won't. It's because Michael does all the work. If it was down to me, we would have quit because I'm lazy. I do feel a responsibility, and I'd I'd, I'd, I'd hate to have all those upset people I if we ever did announce we were quitting. Of course, time. of course, I don't want to let people down, but I'm realistic about myself and my like. I'm you know I'm nearly forty now. I know myself. I am lazy. Hmm. I mean, also, I mean, I mean a, a lot. A lot of podcasts that I listen to have also kept on going. Um, some of them I've dropped off, like. Um, the, the Harry Potter ones that I've listened to in the past I think are still going but I just wasn't as interested in it anymore but a lot of the, the same ones that I listen to now I was listening to 10 years ago so the idea of this is the end of a podcast has never really come up for me I know that there was an, that there was the other Coronation Street podcast um, uh, gosh which one was it even men? called of, of Mice and Ken oh, yeah. that ran a few years didn't they and, and they they stopped they but hated then, us so much but then there were those you know, talk of the streets still going you've got yeah. Wicked Weekly still going and yeah. I don't know what they would say about uh, is there going to be an end point for the podcast and Wolford Weekly one of the, po- the the hosts I know stopped doing it and that's when Rob joined in as a, as a podcast and we, we don't have that kind of thing it's not like well you you're could gonna... get married to somebody else couldn't you yeah you're not going to drop out and me say well I'll let me find another co-host if one of us leaves we both we both stop um is it fair to say at this point that doing a podcast is part of what makes our marriage work oh yeah and does that is that just incredibly tragic (laughs) yes absolutely is but i think i think definitely the passion for the coronation street and and the pride of what we've been doing for the last 10 years also as well the thing is the fact that coronation street's still on and if we watched it we would probably be thinking oh we could have yeah that's very true actually i think even if i did get my way in one i've never really 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 wanted to quit because if i really 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 wanted to quit i would have quit but i'll remember that next time you threaten if you use that against me i'll stab you with a fork (laughs) but listen um i think that even if we did stop we would start again because I think, so. I think we just couldn't shut up about it. That that's absolutely true because we'd be still watching Coronation Street and it'd just feel like, wrong oh, not to be able what? to talk about I it. I want to say this. I want to do. I want to do that. Yeah. 
yeah. yeah. What about and the, also, the... I just really want to say too, the community has been amazing, and mm-hmm. you guys know that you make it. And we said this before when we did, we've done various bits for our for our tenth anniversary stuff, and we've said it is because you guys listen, um, you support us, and you help us, and it means a lot. Like when I've when I feel really down, I do think there are people that like me and maybe they are right and i'm not terrible yeah well, so it, that's nice both, both of us have confidence issues when it comes to friends i i would say and and the idea that people i can't believe two socially awkward people do a podcast what a coincidence nice. and again it goes back to what i was saying earlier about some of the people who i would consider personally being my best friends at the moment are people who we have got in touch with because of the podcast. But only at the and moment, so just remember you're on I thin ice. I know who they are as well. Um, Average right. listenership age. I really don't know. I would say it's would probably say similar age to us. Um, but we, there is a huge range, isn't there? Yeah. Because we've had teenagers listen. Uh, probably the average young listener is late teens, although we've had people in early to mid-teens listen before as well. We don't have we? demographic. we Morgan growing up over the years. Yeah. Um, we don't have demographic information because you probably have to pay loads of money No, for I that. think we do. I just never look oh, at it I'm not interested. Much. I can't really remember. But I don't want to know all of this stuff because I think I don't want to change the way I do things. No, I don't want to tailor things prob- to people because I want to carry on doing what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we we've we've got people that have been listening to current. I mean, watching Coronation Street since the sixties and the seventies, haven't we? So they must um, be like twenty two. But I kind of am because, like I said earlier, when we were talking about the celebrity question, I don't think of people listening. I'm just having. I'm just talking into the microphone and talking to you. Um, so I don't think, oh, I'm being listened to by people in their thirties or forties or twenties or sixties or or anything like. Well, you that. know, we, you can tell that we don't. Um, really think too hard about it because I was I said everyone who does jigsaws is old mm. we did have a very very young listener now who was Cole. the yes Cole I'm glad you thought about Cole I think about Cole all the time yes who was the who was the child of another one of our listeners and yeah. uh, he used to be played we used to used be to played to, to him us. yeah before he I think I've, I've lost track of how old Cole must be now I think he I think he's probably 28. You, re- <laughs> you reckon? Um, right, next question is from Julie, who wants to know, would you ever consider moving to Manchester? It's an amazing city, but I'm somewhat biased. And do you know how many people listen to your early podcast episodes? Well, the second half of that question is still, still no. I, I probably knew at the time. low hundreds. Yeah, probably. In the, I mean, or, or less than that. And it's probably double digits for the earlier ones. Yeah. I, I think, I think the, the, the numbers haven't, Boomed. I think everybody no. thinks there's a lot more people that listen to it that But can I just do. say, like, I think people are used to a world of celebrity podcasters where, you know, like, Joe Rogan gets millions and millions of viewers. and Yeah, and um, YouTubers get tens of thousands of... Yeah. Of, we're nothing like that. Well, we Yeah, but, like, still, if you've got everybody in a room who listens to the show... It'd be quite packed out. It would be quite you know, fraught when there was only one loo. If, if COVID was still going on, we'd be a we'd bit all worried, be, We'd we? all be infected. Um, have we ever considered moving to Manchester? It's something we talk about, isn't it? I don't think it's anything we'd times. seriously do. Although I've kind of thought, oh, you know, maybe this, do we retire there? Or if we win the lottery? I think we've said if we won the lottery, we would absolutely buy a second home. Oh, we definitely. And an apartment in the Keys oh, definitely. or something. If I, had, if I had enough money, even if, even if we didn't win the lottery, if we were like, you know diligent or whatever yeah. i would definitely if i ever bought a second home it would be in manchester, manchester is so lovely but um 
we've, we've got Jamie's family I've got family my, here. my family, my mum and dad, I'm very, very close to my parents. I would never leave them or move away from them. I've, oh. I've stayed in Southampton my whole life. I remember when, I I like... le- when we left university and, and you were very adamant about staying here and I didn't mind because I like it here as well. Yeah, you didn't have a choice. I was didn't like, really have this is what's choice. happening. If you can, you can take it or leave it, but I'm staying here. See you later. Yeah. And, you know, I've got my job here as well. Your job can go wherever. I even, could go to a different country, really. Yeah, even though you sometimes have in-person meetings and, you, and your, your business I have not had one for about... In pool. You, yeah, three you years. have for three years. So... But I think I would. I would as well, but I'm, I'm not going to leave... It's not happening anytime soon. ...my parents. No, no. I, I, I would... And I really like also day. really, really love this area of the country. Yeah. I've not known anything different. I think there are many lovely places around the south. Yeah. Um, also, it kind of ties into what I was saying. I don't saying. want to say there aren't nice places everywhere, but I think everybody likes... I think if you don't like where you live, just move. And I, I like where I live, so I'm staying. I think if you know me, you know I'm not the sort of person that likes change. I hate then, I mean, this is what we said. Yeah, we've never gone on a podcast because this is what I do and this this is the way everything is and nothing will ever change. And, and I think that's the same for, for living here as well. I can't actually imagine living somewhere else because I'm I like kind of this this endless now that we're in at the think moment. But who knows? That if we moved to Manchester I would have a a richer life. Um but I can't leave my parents. No. I do I do sometimes fantasise about making them move with us. <laughs> I think they'd I like it. Really I don't know. But I I really do Well do we have to explain the podcast to them then and say, Mum and Dad, we're moving to Manchester, you're coming with us, here's why. Yeah, you'll you'll love you'll love Sal. She's great. <laughs> um, next question, Gemma. This is you. Um, Stasia says, "What's been your favourite podcast that you've done so far?" Yeah, so ninety. No, no, no. This was me. Oh, this was me. I. This is the only episode. This is the only question that anyone's come up with that I've had any kind of pre-thought and written a few notes about. Because I want to be able to give some sort of answer to this. And back in the early days, I would always say episode 90 is my favourite podcast that we've done so far. And that Why? was the first time that we went to see the Coronation Street tour back in the old Key Street set. And it was our first trip to Manchester. We went there, was it for a week or was it a few days? I don't even remember now. And we into, we did the taxi tour. We went to Annie's for the first time at Jenny McAlpine. It was really We went on the tour. We interviewed a, a tour guide. Right there. there is one right behind us. Um, and, and that episode... I would always say listen to episode 90 but since then there's been so many other wonderful experiences like that maybe that one episode 302 episode 86 maybe it doesn't stand out as much I mean episode 250 came what to mind that? that was when we went to Manchester for the tour that Conor McIntyre gave us and we <gasps> interviewed him in person our, our <gasps> only cast yes, in person we did, interview we did well in, in the, the purple, purple room, room in, 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 uh, in ITV um, and that was very, very special one. The first time we'd ever done the behind the store scenes. We, we always think, how's, how's things going to get better from here? But that really was a, a very, very, very special one. Um, but apart from that, I mean, lots of podcasts do just feel the same, don't they? I mean, well, especially yeah. the, the normal Friday, Saturday ones, because it's just talking about the show. And I don't know whether there's been anything that's been like, because this happened in the show, that made it the best podcast. There's some of the big surprises that have happened, like... Um, Andy was in the basement. That was a great uh, one to talk about. Or Andy Andy gets shot by uh, by Phelan oh. and, and he shoots Phelan. That whenever they're saying big like that, that's always good. I always remember stuck in my head, and this wasn't a favourite one, but I always remember when Dennis Tanner went off with Gloria Price going over being absolutely livid Toot-toot. at the beginning of the podcast. But that's not a favourite one. Um, I a lot of your interviews are, are brilliant. Thank you. 
Um, there was some. There's some, been some really good ones. I, I really like the. I'm glad that nobody's asked me what's your favourite interview today because okay. I wouldn't want to be biased about that. I don't honestly. I don't know whether I've got any favourite ones. I probably have. I get. I've got some that I've enjoyed more than others, but I. I'm not I think the one I'm proud of the most is the ghost stories one. Because um, oh, so it's so spooky. You know, guys know if you if you know me, you know I love spooky things. I'm so excited that it's nearly September. We're moving into spooky season absolutely fantastic and um the ghost stories were great because i think do you it want was to, for anyone that hasn't heard it do you want to just explain what we mean well we did three didn't we four four and it was one was vera lomax mm-hmm. one was about ivy tilsley yeah one was about the uh, ghost in, of, of minnie no martha martha, martha and then i forgot the other one was blanche of hearing oh that's right so we just did as though they were like ghost stories we, set in Coronation Street as yeah. if it was real. We, and we, we did wrote like them. spooky it, voices. It was the only sc- properly scripted thing yeah. we've ever done, isn't it? We just it? read and we out wrote our them ghost in the style yeah. of a ghost story. Like, yeah. there are some who say that. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And, and we, we had, had some spooky music. music behind it. Like, I was so, so proud of that. And the people who don't like really that creative. sort of thing probably think it's a load of rubbish. But that was, what, yeah, that was us at one of our most creative ones. Also creative is the Dirt character profile that always stands out in my mind that we were able to spend. A whole podcast with this fake character profile of Dirk from the factory. My what, favourite thing is how long some people took to realise to realise that, that it was <laughs> just an April Fool. But that that but it was also I mean, both of those took a long time of preparation to do, which is why I think oh, I can't bother it's to really, it to was do a lot that. of work. Yeah. But I was so so chuffed with that, and I know that Adam enjoyed hearing those as well. So. <laughs> If, you, if you're new to the podcast and you want to hear some of our top work, here we go, episode 90, 250, and wherever they are, the Dirk character profile and the Cory Ghost stories. But you can, on our blog, and I think lots of people forget that our blog exists sometimes, but if you go along the top, you can search by topic or special episodes um, and, and find some things that are particularly interesting to you there. I mean, I've been, like some of the others, like... You know, I enjoyed when we had um, George and Charlie on to talk about the Game of Thrones finale, for example, and that had nothing to do with Coronation Street, but that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, right, next one. Richard says, what's been the high or low point of the podcast, and would you do anything differently if we started it again? Um, high points, I don't know. I, I mean, it's we've probably just the opportunity. We, we've talked about, yeah, what things we've enjoyed like, with the last places, question. being allowed to look and watch filming. Yeah, the, the access that we've had has yeah. been great getting to know some of the cast members even being told a couple of weeks ago oh you're part of the Corrie family now was quite special to me but also personally. like going on seeing everybody in the on the Facebook group and seeing how everyone gets along and how everybody praises the community that really means a lot to me it does but I, it, that means an awful lot to me but I'm thinking of like key specific moments and uh, and I think just being accepted by people at Coronation Street has been lovely. And all, I mean, other high points have also been when we've been able to raise some money for, for charity for various things. Yeah, that's um, really cool. Being, just, yeah, going places. Low, low points have just come when... Um, when things get misinterpreted or we get into yeah, trouble for saying we, something. Yeah, I mean, the, or like the whole we thing, cause a drama for someone. Yeah, there, there's been... I don't want people to get in trouble. One, one or two dramas or big dramas over the years that have been very difficult for us when I just remember after we did that Ellen Taylor interview when I did the Ellen Taylor interview and some of the quotes were taken from that out of context and then put in the papers afterwards um, that was that was not a that nice time at all and I felt like so bad that w- what happened after that I felt really really bad and, and I know that there have been yeah other people involved in the show that have um 
been upset by some of the things that we've said and, and we've never ever wanted that and that's always made us very upset to feel that we've made people upset because we've always been light-hearted and irreverent and we don't always necessarily think that about other people who aren't as light-hearted and irreverent or, or, or people that are that don't take criticism uh, or, or, or can't just laugh it off. And, and they're perfectly, know, have every right yeah. not to. That's obvious, that's honestly been the darkest thing is to know that, uh, upset, like what we've said upset somebody. Yeah, that, that's been that's horrible. That's absolutely tore my heart to pieces. And um, uh, uh, it's difficult to, you know, justify the idea that you hurt somebody's feelings. Um, but that, yeah, that's never been our, our, my intent. I always try really hard and I feel like I can hold my head up high and say that, um, I think on the whole, yeah, I've never, never done it maliciously or anything, but obviously not everybody has the same perspective and, um, it's, you can't tell somebody that they're wrong for how they feel about something. We've never, I can never think of a time where I've said anything maliciously, but we know we've offended people. There's been times where we've been so flippant and, and kind of silly and um, and you can't. The thing is, the other thing is, you can't critique something and and kind of couch everything. And I've been accused of being sanctimonious so many times because I've tried to avoid offending people unnecessarily. See, and there's no balance I can strike, and it's been a real bugbear. You know, it's constantly haunted me that I can't strike a balance that makes everyone happy. And mm. you just have to accept at the end of the day that everyone's going to be mad at you, and you know. I, we, we had two reviews in a row. One of them was, oh, Gemma's such a sanctimonious asshole bitch. And the other one was, you guys, you guys are, are, aren't, are too serious. You know, how can I, how can I be, strike a balance between being too serious and not serious enough? Yeah. I, I can't, I literally cannot please you. I'm sorry if you don't like it. Just piss off is all I can say. Um, so that, that's quite a low point and, and, you know, thinking that somebody's worked really hard on something and we just sit there and talk about it for five minutes and go, that was boring anyway, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. That's, that's the, the, the game that we're in and, um, you'll Fortunately, never... there have been a lot more highs, there's, awful lot more if highs. If there highs. was, you know, if there weren't that many highs, then we wouldn't do it anymore. No, no. But we're always, we, we quite critical of ourselves and everything so that the lows often well, the come thing to is, mind the lows the lows the thing is that when you put yourself on the line as much as we do the lows are very personal and they yeah. hit you exactly where where it hurts because it's a personal attack and that's the thing that kind of you know you think about coronation street and we say this that and the other thing we're never attacking the person behind the show whereas the criticism that we get is always going to be against us as people mm. which is hard to take yeah yeah. Um, what would we do differently? Nothing. I don't. I don't know whether I would do anything differently. I mean, there are some things. Take better, like get Michael. Could I'd take like better notes where he doesn't save everything as. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. All of my your documents ca- are called notes. My 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 notes for which has got like the feedback and the news there and everything. There are seven hundred documents that just say notes. Well, for three hundred and sixty-seven. Oh, we don't have them from the beginning, do we? But every week it's called notes, and it's not called, you know. Three six three notes, three six four notes, and Why then don't we'll, you start doing it now? I don't know. 
It should have been a summer holiday Do job. Do it now. And, and for, my, for the notes which has got the um, notes about watching the programme, it's called Ep Notes every week. So I've got many, many documents all in separate folders, which are numbered, called Ep Notes. But I'd really like to be able to renumber them at some point. But you point, also save everything in, in, as text documents. Yeah. Why? I just, I just like the formatting Silly. of that. But I, I think the organisation of that, I would, I would certainly change it. Also, I, I would go back and tag, like I would... Probably save all of the photos we've done. Oh yeah, tag them all. We need that's that is a project that needs doing because we've got everything uploaded up to your iCloud and my Google Photos and everything. And my but Flickr I, account. Yeah, but I, I some way of being able to organise that would be very very handy. If I had a year off, say if there was some kind of pandemic, <laughs> I would go through everything and be like, right, you know, here's a photo. What is in the photo? Cobbles, bricks, Coronation Street, mm. December two thousand and twelve. You know, all of those bits, yeah. I would try to save it so we could re- retrieve these images well. Other thing I would do differently is not get fat so I can be in photos. <laughs> you, we have got photos of you doing Corrie-ish things towards the beginning of the podcast, haven't we? Although for the very first year of the podcast, do you remember, neither of us revealed our identities. And what? I think it was the first anniversary of the Are podcast. No, 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 no. The first anniversary of the podcast, we had something on the Coronation Street blog. It was an article about, well done, Coron- Conversation Street is one year old today. And that was the first time that we showed what we looked like. <laughs> and for the first year, it was a mega secret. And I don't really know why we did that. And then, yeah, we've got a couple of years of me and you together and, and then in the last five years or so it's just been me hasn't it because you've not liked your photos oh another thing I would do differently is not, not ever talk about myself personally or anyone I know because I'm constantly terrified that somebody's going to find the podcast and hear me being a bitch about them yeah, you don't mean that it's a joke um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'd do differently there probably is but I think they're some of the main the main ones <laughs> now I would and again, also, far too honest for my own good. Day. I would also like to have lots of lovely photos with you as well. Oh blah blah blah. Um, Rebecca has just asked. Photoshop a potato in. What? Why have you gone to potato just recently? You don't look much do you remember, like potato. Was it that episode? Was it? Um, do you remember that episode of Red Dwarf where they did the aliens and they were upside down with their mouths? And yeah. They put, like, that's what I but think I look like. <laughs> well, let's do something about it. Well, I'm drinking wine and it's got too many calories. Well, well. Okay, I'm moving on. Vodka. Rebecca, what plans do you have for the future of the podcast? And as it's common now, would you ever do a live podcast with an audience? Rebecca, we love you. The reason that people do live podcasts is because they have millions of followers and so it's, yeah. it's child's play to get a thousand people in one room we wouldn't get we wouldn't be able to draw enough of a crowd and i think it'd be very when we were worried when we had the cast versus fans quiz last month yeah we were, this was, month, they're like are we going to be able to get 10 people I to kept do having this? nightmares yeah I, I don't think we would be able to fill a room a lot of our listeners are in canada or or the u.s also, they're all over the country but even also I, like say we did sorry no, 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 keep going. Say we did a podcast that was like in the Lowry, right? Like that's the only venue I can imagine us. That's that's massive for a start. Mm. The only reason I'm saying the Lowry is because it's near Media City. And if we could sell tickets, like fifty percent of the audience would be Coronation Street cast and crew who'd be sitting there with their arms folded, going, "Who do you think you are?" Yeah. Right. I have a question. Um, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> See, I'd quite like to do one in this new... Um... I think a lot... I, I do think there are people who would pay money to have a go at us in person. <laughs> I think so. I'd quite like to do one in this new conference room they're building in the new set, uh, the new extension at Media sell... City. But I think we'd have to be... Uh, I don't think they'd let us because they're not officially endorsed. No, we're not official. No, no, no. Um, I mean, if anyone... If, if Honestly, if I thought 
that anyone would come. We would love to do that. That would be a dream come true. It would be really, really nice if Nobody we were would confident come. that Nobody's enough interested. people would come. I don't, yeah, I, it would I don't be think it would. nice, but it's not going to happen. But you also get your on, online lives, don't you? Which we did do once. We did one, if you guys want to know. When what was it, 2015 like or so, when Coronation Street did their last live episode? Yep. We did a live YouTube one. Uh, but you, you you wouldn't want to do that at the moment, would you? Because that would mean your, your face appearing to the masses. But um, I'd, I'd love to be able to do something like that in the future if, if you um, ever get confident oh. like that. Because that, this is one of the things that the pandemic has made, like more Me podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it was already, it was already You're on fat. your eye there. Um, no, lots of, lots of podcasts or, or YouTube channels that have just discussions as their episodes have got kind of the Zoom kind of bit integrated into it now and it could be quite nice but then I, maybe I would be more embarrassed and shy I'm about sorry it, I do feel like I let you down I'm really no, sorry no don't don't but it'd be nice to do something at some I know, point but, but okay. I'm not I'm not gutted if, that we're not yes but pork scratchings are nice <laughs> right our last question asked um hang on what was the que- the other bit was, was you, what do you plan oh, to have the future of the podcast none. we have none I do have my ideas that I want to do um I would love um like in my you know, I would love to do proper videos. I remember having... When, mm. Remember when we did our talk, you know, the sets through the ages? Yeah. Honestly, if I could... My wildest, wildest dream, if we won the lottery, I would actually want to create... And I don't know if ITV would let us um, create a series. And it's not it's not Coronation Street, I think. I don't know if they would... They might not let us, but it's, I think ITV a bit more protective. I would do a series of documentaries about Coronation Street. I would do, you know, a proper... Like, we did that... I was really proud of the work we did for the set discussion and talking about how it changed. I would love to supplement the video with some really good visuals that mm. we, we don't have access to. We can't afford to pay for the rights the to rights put them to, on. Yeah. Um, we don't have rights to sort of show clips of Coronation Street... Um, I think the mistake we did was asking if we could, and they said no. I mean, you get so many Loads YouTube channels do that do just upload clips. I think because and we don't, we're kind of, and they get lots of views. I think because we're very, um, what's the word, visual. You know, we're on the radar now, so we we can't really get away with it. No. But I would, you know, I would do proper documentaries, and I would also love to do a behind the scenes. How does an episode get made? I think Coronation Street. I think all soaps are dismissed and I've said this many times I think they don't get, get taken seriously I think the technical um, aspects are impressive and worthy of praise I think the creative aspects the same thing I would want to elevate the uh, the idea of soaps as an art form I would spend a lot of time and money creating YouTube videos to mm. celebrate the achievements of Coronation Street yeah. as an art form um, and I would also hope to elevate other soaps in a similar way to, to sort of, you know, slap people around the face a little bit and go, stop being an asshole. This is actually modern art. And mm. I know people think it's stupid and laugh at it. But I said, and I said this before to many people, Charles Dickens used to be serialised in a newspaper. If Charles Dickens wasn't, uh, was around now, nobody would take him seriously. But, you know, hundreds of years later, suddenly he's like an, a cultural icon. Yeah. Coronation Street is that the modern version of that and I will never ever hear any different some of what you were just saying there earlier about us not having the rights or what being you know we, we don't work well this is what this Street. is what it's my boss me... always used to say never ask for permission no. ask for forgiveness I know um, but I, I always think um, 
well, going back to what we were talking about, about would the podcast ever end? One thing that would mean the podcast would have to end is if one of us got a job on Coronation Street, it would absolutely have to end there. But I'm thinking, oh, I think I still, I still would. And I, I feel really bad for all the people saying, no, 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 don't ever get a job on the Coronation Street if that means that you, it, it would end. But I don't, I don't think I ever would actually get a job. There's we no don't live in danger. Manchester. There's, there's no jobs like that that are available. All the jobs that whenever I've seen jobs advertised for Coronation Street, they've all got to, you've all got to have had XYZ experience on other TV shows. There's literally, as far as I'm aware, there's no, job for wrong, there's no job that I could just walk into with the qualifications and experience that I've had now, even though I know a lot about Coronation Street and I've got lots of experience talking about it, researching it, blah, blah, blah. I don't think I would get a job. But something like, just, I'd love to work as, like, as part of the archive or on the digital team or something like that. I'm not saying I could be a script writer or, I mean, I could, could I work in the press department? I, I don't know. But it's, it's not possible. With I for know. various reasons, but I think I would quite like it. But that would mean the podcast would, I would have to end. I would not like to ever get a job on Coronation Street. Why? I I would mess it up. I I think that I wouldn't like the idea that there would be some people who would now be my colleagues that would be thinking, oh, like, yeah? who gave them a job? I don't. Well, I don't want to be working with them. It's not even that. It's just um, a skill base I don't have. I'm sure. I bet you could. I'm not interested. Right. I hate it when I say something and everyone goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I know myself. I've been me for a pr- longer than you've even known me. That's very true. I'm not getting a job on Coronation you've Street. I'm not good enough. <laughs> but I think I could. You could. <laughs> right, John. This is our last person and but he has given ten us 10 questions. questions. I think we're going to need quick fire answers for this one because, you know, we're over an hour and a half into this already. So um, unless there's anything well, that particularly look, merits an I'm extra long discussion. Waffle. Fine. Number, Number one. one, what was the first podcast you listened to? <laughs> I don't, I, I'm going to probably, you know, I don't remember. How Stuff probably Works. Probably a lost one. How Stuff Works, Gillian Michaels and Last Podcast on the Left. I remember reading a lot about podcasts and Nintendo sites that I used to go on and Harry Potter sites that I went on had, oh, our latest podcast is up now. And I remember kind of scrolling past and thinking, I don't really know what that is. I don't. What, why do people listen to this? But I don't know exactly which one of the one was the, the earliest one that I listened to. But I, I think it probably was a lost one because that programme was... I never just listened was, to one. I just, you know, went, yeah. oh, podcast. And then I went, oh, that, 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 that. Lost was so much about theorising, wasn't it? So the idea that I could listen to something where people were discussing <laughs> the theories of something that I was mega obsessed about probably is what got me into it. And probably if you listen to the first episode, we'll say, I'm sure we say in that what we listen yeah, to. Yeah. And it might be different to what I just said. <laughs> Number two... Does putting so much work into the podcast affect your enjoyment or appreciation of other podcasts? Nope, because I don't listen to podcasts about TV shows. No, I mean I, I even, don't like them. <laughs> even I do a little bit. I, 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 I separate it. Other podcasts that I listen to that are to do with TV, which isn't very much, I feel have been kind of different. So I always kind of think, well, they seem a lot more uh, polished than ours, or also they're like you know two people that don't share yeah. a sofa with each other when they're recording it. Yeah, John, John's kind of, John is coming at this from an angle of perhaps uh, we have an insight into how podcasts are made and might be sort of judgmental or think about the production of the podcast as we're listening. Nope. No. <laughs> because our our <laughs> podcast is so amateur. <laughs> we, we've, we've, I, I, I totally think our podcast is very, very amateur, and it has been. I think if we were going to change it to make it more professional sounding, we'd have probably done it by now. 
Um, I'm so certainly I'll... not the sort of person who can listen to a podcast and go, the audio on this is awful. No like, way. If it's or if it's like literally sounds like somebody's in a wind tunnel on the toilet, then I might think I'm not going to bother with this. But other than that, like I I can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number three, what equipment did you use to record episode one and how do you feel you've grown as broadcasters in the last 10 years? Well, for the second bit about growing as broadcasters, that kind of ties into what we were just saying. We've still stayed very, very amateur, but I suppose we have... I would say charming and down to earth. And we've tried to be a, a little Unaffected. bit more conscious about what we say sometimes. Um, feeling a little bit more confident. If you do listen to the first few episodes, which are very short, we, we sound, sound like mega nervous idiots back then. And I, I sound like an idiot And now. I'm just kind of used to saying just whatever now. Um, but the, the, the equipment-wise, back then we had um, we had a laptop and we just used the internal microphone of the laptop. Yeah. Um, and then I got a new laptop and the microphone was rubbish, rubbish. on that. And then we went on to using our iPhone yeah. simply to record and then we transferred from iPhone onto the laptop. It's honestly and it was, fine. And it was only now, it's only recently that we've, only in the last year or so, that we've got the Mac and the microphone. I don't think it makes that much difference, to be And we've honest. had people that know what they're talking about say it sounds fine. Yeah. And that's good enough for me. Yeah, but it's, it is funny when you see and hear other people talking about podcasting and then they're with their desk with their mixers and their headphones and everything. Do you really need that? Well, sometimes I, I very, very briefly like stumbled upon like, you know, forums and subreddits and things about podcasting and I'm like, hey guys, I'm going to start a podcast. What do you think about my equipment setup? And it's like, look, do a year and then buy stuff. Yeah. Don't buy stuff the first thing you do because I bet you you're not going to need it in a year. Yeah, I know, I know. I do I do definitely have appreciation of some of the very very dedicated podcasts like there's a Nintendo one that I listen to that is also like every week they 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 don't they don't stop and it does make me kind of think um God, that is a big thing to do but also it's one where it looks like they don't have very many notes to it. I I don't know any other podcast that's quite the same as us that I can compare to. Really. Well, apart from other Coronation Street, like Talk of the Street. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's similar to us, but then they also don't have the same kind of character profile bits as us, do they? But anyway... Well, you know, it's its own category and there's, you know... Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, quite. And, exactly, you know, exactly. the soap category is, is you know, a, a mm. unique thing. Yeah. And Talk of the Street do a really good job. And if anyone, you know, I think um, you guys should listen to Talk of the Street and they do a really great job and they have different opinions to us, they have different perspectives and, um, you know, I think it's great that we've got... I, th- I think it's great to have different voices talking about the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, really do. Um, number four, do you feel your friendships with cast and interaction with crew has ever affected your judgement on a storyline or has diluted your ability to state a true opinion? Um, First of yes. all... No, first of all, I would say that I'm proud of the fact that from the very beginning, before we ever had an an interest in having this perspective, that I always said, I'm not going to talk about what people... And I, maybe I have missed, messed up because I am only human, but my intention was always to not talk about people, you know, actors as, you know, talk about what they look like or their abilities or whatever. I try to not talk about that because I don't think it's fair. We talk about it if somebody looks particularly so, nice or they've done a particularly good I will, job. I will praise people. I will praise people for good like for good things, but I'm not going to sit there and go, I don't like how he looks or whatever. I mean, we have made fun of Zidane's haircut. 
<laughs> hold my hands up there. But I think that's fine because you can change your haircut. And, if you we want did to. have our uh, the previously uh, the, the previous name for our Bobbins Award was named after a particular <laughs> ex cast member. Well, we then you know celebrate people for try it, having a go. So um, <laughs> I think that. Uh, I think, I think that I get influenced to be a bit more benevolent, <clears throat> but I also don't think I ever, I never will say something I don't believe. I'll never say that. I'll never say I like something I don't like. I will never pray something that I don't agree with. I'm, I might skip over saying something. Yes, I think that's something. We might but skip that's only to, because I genuinely think that I try to um, remember that for everything I see, a person did it. Mm. A person's created this. There is literally no need to sit there and say this specific person messed up here and there. I try, I really try not to. Yeah. The other thing with this as well is most of the... I may, might have done a few times. Most of the cast members and, and sometimes crew, not that we've talked to very many of those that we have spoken to, have told us specifically, don't feel like you have to... Please, please don't just now praise me for everything that I do. Be honest. People have said they've appreciated our honesty, haven't they? The thing is about Coronation Street is that if you it's think a work that, If you think of... that my character storyline is rubbish, you, you do slag it off. There's, I don't think there's anything you can ever see on screen that is solely the, the, you know, the work of one person. No. Very, very few examples will exist on the show where you can say, this is exactly down to this one person and I'm going to now rip it to shreds, Okay. So, you know, from that perspective, mm. um, maybe there are some characters now I know where the person might be um, a bit, you know, upset or whatever that I might avoid talking about entirely. Who knows? But um, I'm not going to... Yeah. And I think... I think uh, I don't... I, I want to say that I don't think that anybody's justified in being mad about anything we've said. I think... No, no, no. I hope... I would certainly hope not. Well, I, think I on don't the, think they On are. the flip side, um, we have started to enjoy some characters more having got to know some of the cast members behind them we were definitely very down on Toya before we got to know uh, Georgia Taylor and I don't but I don't think that it's I don't remember that too baby 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 what's she going on but about? that's the story but I honestly do like I, yeah yeah but I honestly no no it's, yeah yeah right because I did like I did like Toya when I first didn't round on the program carry on um uh, I, I'm trying to think I'm not gonna ever not say what I think I might sometimes choose not to say something mm. but i'm not gonna lie i think helping getting like i said earlier being able to talk with some of the cast members who are very passionate about their characters has helped transfer some of that passion over to us and it doesn't mean that it's not genuine when we say it but i also think perspective too is like sometimes i think judgments can be very hard um for from casual viewers on things and you think well maybe i might i might know why it ended up that way mm. And it's not, you know, it doesn't make it any better to watch it or, yeah. but it, it can explain things. Yeah. The other thing before we move on to the next question that is kind of linked to this is that I think it, it's sometimes being very close with the cast members. If you were, sorry, for the people that work on Coronation Street, sometimes they'll put things in the show that are a bit rubbish that I don't think that they think are rubbish because they think, oh, it's, we're going to get this cast member to do this and won't this be funny? Because like, for example, Getting, I always go back to when Norris dressed up as Batman and did his Fathers for Justice. That was awful. But I think that the people behind that will probably think, this would be funny, getting Malcolm Hebden to dress up as Batman uh, on the factory roof. So I think sometimes it can yeah, it can work both ways. It can I mean, not that we had any real 
uh, input before it happened, but like Frida's story about her like passionately defending deaf culture. Mm. Um, I don't think it was because of any friendship, but I do no, think it was because of our knowledge of how the show works that we understood that this perspective, I think, was not appreciated in the way that it was intended. Yeah. And I hope that sometimes we can portray that where maybe it doesn't come across. Yeah, yeah. But um, okay. it, I never dilute my opinion, but I have always and i think this is true from the start decided there are times at which nobody needs to know my opinion and i think perhaps that's the greatest learning curve of all (laughs) do do you really need to say this sometimes no john's next question is which curry actor of the past do you think would have most embraced conversation street (sighs) Now, this is a really hard question because I know lots of people who I can imagine would have hated... Like, I think Pat Phoenix would have hated us. Yeah. She would have really not not liked it at all. I think Tony Warren would not have liked this show. I don't know. I think he might have enjoyed the passion that we had for it. I mean, he was still... And he was still alive in the early days of the podcast. You never know whether he listened to it. Lynn Perry, I think, would have thought, God, you guys should do a bit more gossip. (laughs) <laughs> I t- I haven't actually thought about this question and this is probably one of the hardest ones who would have most imp- Corey actor of the I past because the thing of the Corey actors of the past is I can I don't think about them as actors so much I think they're more about the characters well, so it's hard I to say I can also say that because of my obsession with like um, very classic vintage things in general I've always loved I've always loved the era of like the 50s and the 60s so when I'm thinking of of Corrie and of yore, I kind of skip from 1980 through to 2010 and I forget that ever existed. And I, when I think of Coronation Street of the Past, I really am thinking of like... 60s and 70s. Yeah, Hilda Ogden, Len Fairclough, Rita, you know, all of those characters and the actors that played them. Um, I guess I'm just, it would be any any actors who were really, really passionate about the show and didn't just see it as a job and were interested in it as as a programme. Which I think a lot of them, I don't know. I don't know. I also do think that there was, it was a completely different era right at the very start because these, the very early Corrie stars were superstars in a way that we can't really comprehend now. Mm. Where they were, um, they had their scandals, but they were kind of got buried and, you know, they were, they were, it was like very early version of Hollywood, but in the UK, you you can't really comprehend how famous, Mm. you know, Pat Phoenix, um, Doris Speed. Doris Speed. All of them. Yeah. They were just. They were. Like they were icons, yeah. and they were also champions of the North mm. and um, um, underrepresented people. And you know, I think I'm not sure. I think the other thing that makes this question hard is for the for the cast members now who embrace the podcast. I wouldn't have ever said, "Oh, that person would." This cast member is definitely going to enjoy listening to the podcast. It's always a nice surprise. On the rare occasions, I don't take that... it for granted at all. No, 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 and and it, but it's always a nice surprise when on the rare occasions that a character, uh, an actor, has said that they have listened. Like the other week when Molly Gallagher said, "Oh, she's listened to a few episodes." Oh, that came out of nowhere. I always I find have it thought that, but nice. I literally, um, I find it very, you know, I like, um, I just go, oh, I don't, I don't know, is that real? Mm-hmm. Are you, tri- are you lying? Are you, <laughs> are you trying to flatter me? I, don't, I don't, um, you know, I, I find it, um endlessly incredible 
A lot of ca a lot of cast members as well do see it as just a job, and they don't want to necessarily be thinking about That's it. That's fine. Once and, they've gone home for the evening. And I, I, you know, you don't listen to the podcast. Sometimes I do. If I'm feeling a bit sad, I might sometimes listen to so you can make me laugh. Oh, um, but I can totally um, empathise with the, you know, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to sit there because I'll be critical. That's yeah. a that's a that's a sort of personality trait rather than a professional tr one, don't you think? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six. Has your love of Corey been enhanced by doing the podcast? Yes, because um, it, it's it's helped me to understand the the history of the show. Oh yes. In that way, I never would have ever 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 watched episodes of Coronation Street from the 60s if we hadn't done the show yeah. for so long and and had all these like stories and been talking about these characters and said you know we really do owe it, owe it to people to know what we're talking about and I I'm just bowled over by the treasure trove of interesting talk stories and episodes and great TV that we've come across from watching old episodes and um i'm not going to say that watching it in the 60s helps you understand coronation street of present day because i there's vanishingly little left of that early coronation street in the current show only thing that's left is you know the location of weatherfield and ken barlow <laughs> the eternal but um i think that uh it's also really helped me talk about um, how the show's changed over the years mm -hmm. about the social situations that it's depicted. I'm really, I think I appreciate Coronation Street more as a um, a tool for talking about who we are and who we want to be as people through the years. And having watched it from the early years has really helped me yeah. gain that perspective. Yeah, I, I just can't think like how, what would it be like watching Coronation Street now if we didn't do the podcast? Would we, would we, I mean, we would, I guess we would still watch it because I don't give up on things like that. But would, I, would, would we be watching it and enjoying it more? Sometimes I know we watch it, when we watch it, I think, oh, God, I've got to talk about this this week. I'm I not will really say, enjoying it. And would I not care so don't... much if I didn't like bits, if I didn't think I had to talk about it? When we don't like Corrie, we do sometimes say to each other, at least this will be a funny podcast. <laughs> very true, very true. Um, next one. When you record, are you picturing any of the listeners that you're chatting to or do you just chin rag between yourselves? It's the second one. I don't know. Sometimes I think to myself, oh, don't say that because, you know, y you might offend so-and-so or... Maybe. Or like, you know, for example, I was very, very conscious of the people that contacted me about Aiden. Um, and that helped me talk about it perhaps in a more sensitive way because I knew that I was talking to people who were seeing themselves in Aiden mm -hmm. and I wanted everyone to know that no matter how you feel or how badly you think your life might be going that you are important and um, that you know you're you're better off being around yeah so um i i do i do especially i think it's issues based stories that i suppose they're the main ones yeah where i think to myself i hope that the person that i saw on facebook who said this affected me because i've gone through this that all that i hope that when they listen to this they understand that this you know coronation street talking about this has made us all think about you and appreciate your struggle mm. maybe that's a very good answer 
Sometimes I think of if I know that there's going to be a cast member listening, sometimes if I'm talking about their character, I think <laughs> it makes me think that, just to be a little bit more vacuous about the whole thing. But um, on the whole, I, I don't I don't like to imagine people staring, listening. I still sometimes don't believe it. And when people... Because so, so much of like what gets posted on the Facebook group or on our feedback section is about Coronation Street rather than about Conversation Street. I always get <coughs> taken by surprise sometimes when people do write comments and say, this on the podcast was great, or, mm. I, or I didn't agree with this on the podcast. Or when Gemma or Michael said such and such on the podcast, I really was laughing out loud. Sometimes it makes me go, oh, people actually listen to it, do they? That's nice. For all I say about how, about how criticism affects me, I don't want anyone to ever think that I just want complete and utter agreement and like some kind of weird No, dictate. just disagree in a polite way. I, I honestly don't... I, I want to hear different perspectives. I think that's what makes the show so interesting. And I don't want to sort of squash any kind of... You know, those are the, those are the feedback um, things we get that are, interest me the most, where you say, actually, I think that this is true, or, you know, my perspective is different from yours because of X, Y, Z. And I've also said many times before that... Um, how you view something is as much about you as a person as about the thing that you you're viewing mm. and that and the observer affects affects the thing itself yeah if people are being dis- disagreeing though i would just hope that i mean if you've been listening long enough you know what we're like and we're not actually saying things to be horrible they're kind of nice people really so i don't know if, if i'm nice if you if you would like to respectfully disagree please it's not about like being respectful don't don't think that we're being horrible we just said something stupid sometimes whatever i Uh, don't want people to sort of approach me with a deferential reverence like i'm some kind of weird dictator god or whatever i just like just come just come with an open heart and say you know actually you probably think that because of this but my perspective is whatever and and there i you know i kind of maintain that there's there's no right or wrong it's just your life experience yeah everybody has a different one and we can only portray our own very limited life experience and so if you've got something to say you can add to this kind of tapestry of of conversation that we're creating as we make this show yeah um which curry storyline of the past do you most wish you'd been podcasting at the time to review and talk about richard hillman i just wish we'd been from i wish we had been able to do it from the very beginning I think it would have been so funny to have been able, like, not necessarily yeah, us, American but... Yeah, American Dwarf is only one of Conversation Street. Not necessarily us, but any podcast. Don't you wish that there had been some kind of, like, record of? Yeah. The only the only thing I've, I have access to is old, like, women's magazines of the past where people have talked about, you know... Welcome to William Roach's new kitchen extension, or here's here's you know, yeah. I, I love all that kind of stuff. I really, really, um, I, w- I you know, it would have been great to have been from the start. I, I wonder what we'd have thought because I also think as time moves forward, you become, I think, less judgmental and less prone to criticize something. So I think, I wonder, if we had been podcasting, what would we have thought of Hilda and Stan? Mm. What would we have thought about, you know, the story where Len gets killed off? What would, we have, what would we have said about them demolishing the whole side of the street? I bet you we would not have been so up on it. Mm. I bet you would have been moaning about everything. Remember Maybe. when they kicked, when they had um, 
Ina Sharple's uh, daughter Vera come and she had a brain tumour and Vera didn't tell her and what would we have said? Would we have been like, oh, she's completely right. Oh, that's right. Or would we have gone, oh, I really have gone off Ina now. I think she's a she's a cow. Yeah, I wonder. I do wonder. But yeah, to, to answer John's question more directly, I think, I mean, before the Pat Phelan storyline, the Richard Hillman was always the, one of my favourites. I'm not being, I'm not trying to be... No, 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 I know, of course you're I not. Literally, I, just want... I literally wish I could go back in time and ask, like, alternative reality Gemma, what do you think about Pat Phoenix? What do you think about, you know, yeah. the character of Elsie Tanner? Do you like, you know, this, that and the other thing? Mm. Because I can only I can only view it through, I I think, honestly, roasting into spectacles. Yeah, you're right. Would we have right. been watching it going, this isn't going to last? Because also... we know, when we watch the 60s, we know we're watching a show that's gone on mm. to be... 60 years into the future yeah. would we have watched it and gone this is never going to last or that's a really you know how point. many times would we have watched this and gone gosh I'm worried that they're going to cancel this show I'm a bit worried you know that the viewing figures have gone from 100 million to like 90 million oh, they're in trouble now I'd be interested you know to see yeah well with with our love of the 60s and 70s episodes as well that often comes from watching the very highlights of them as well yes, I'd be interested exactly. if we were watching it as it was on would we have thought oh, it's been a bit slow actually at the moment and maybe we wouldn't be so um praising of them because we'd have seen everything warts and all or equally if the characters that we are kind of down on like you know Dickie and Audrey Fleming from, from what <laughs> yeah. we've seen of them would we would have been able it? to yeah We'd really like them more having seen them all the way through, I don't know. Um, next question from John is, the podcast has been so cathartic in so many. Has it helped you in any way in life? Um, that's a very good question. I think it has um, made me realise things about myself that maybe I don't like. Um, it has um, opened my mind to different... I think I'm... You, know, you guys know I'm quite a judgmental person. I've tried to um, not be so judgmental mm. and I have um, realised, yeah, like I said, I've made a lot of re- revelations about myself. Um, I think it's helped me to understand people from different walks of life. I've learned about so many things. I think that's been very good. As much as we knock Coronation Street and make fun of it for having all these issues, it has been fascinating learning about all of these things that if we don't, if we just yep. watch the show, we might not have got quite so much. I remember when we started the podcast, I kind of hoped that it would get me better at talking and uh, and joining in conversations with things but it but it hasn't really I'm still very very quiet uh, in in staff meetings and I still don't you know I'm very good at talking people socially and anything like that so in a way it hasn't helped me there I will say that one time in my job I um was invited on a podcast about oh, yeah. my my job that I did and I was in an absolutely, completely unfazed. I did not even think about it. I was not worried. Yeah. I went in and I just recorded a podcast. And I think the people that I did it with were really surprised that I was <laughs> not at all worried about a big microphone in front of my face. That's a really good point. Um, I, yeah, I think I'm, as far as recording stuff goes, I'm totally fine with it. I still am very nervous and anxious about interviewing. Hmm. Because I think I'm terrible at it. And I know you're really good. And so in comparison, I'm even worse than I would be normally. Um, What else do I think? I think it's helped me to um, think about 
culture and how it's received and how so how social um, society is you know is uh, reflected in modern culture and what we say about ourselves and how true is it and what gets recorded and I think about that quite a lot about what does what do you say about yourself and how does that reflect actually reality and you know the the fact that what you what as a, a society you say about yourself is going to be how people think about you in the future so it seems quite abstract but you know in a, in a thousand years if all that's left is coronation street how will people in the future think we saw ourselves and what was important to us mm. i think i think about stuff like that a lot yeah, yeah. And um, do you have anything to say? Because I'm kind of hanging I'm just here. kind of thinking. Uh, I've just been thinking other ways because I don't know how whether I have changed too much. I think it's helped started. me think about mental health and realise think... perhaps that I needed to... Because I talked a lot before about, you know, if you need help, you're worth it, etc., etc. And I've spoken about stuff and mm. it's made me realise that actually I do need to go and sort myself out and... Also realising what is available in this country for people that's free and um, can can help you. I would say that I, I'd go back to talking about the, the whole friendship thing, the fact that I've never had very many friends. And, 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 this, and, and if John's asking, has it helped you in any way in life? Yes, it has helped me not feel that I'm completely... Um, just, you know, if somebody who just doesn't have any friends, that's been really nice. And it, I think probably, I think, I'd hope you would agree that it's also helped in some ways um, our relationship because if we weren't doing the podcast, maybe we would just be sitting and blobbed out in front of the TV every Michael. every Friday night. And it's given us, you know, shared experiences, hasn't it, that have been important to us. And well, it's given us funny things to talk about. about and... a lot of the topics that we've come up with. No, so it's helped us to know each other better, I think. I think I think it has. Um, so that's been very important for me as well, I would say. And finally from John. This is the last question. This is the question. last question of the night, everybody. Number I 10. I can't believe this has been two hours. What have you most learned about podcast production, curry production and your sales in the last 10 years? We've kind of just covered the your sales part there. Yeah, I and suck. It's my, my main <laughs> takeaway. No. What have you learned about podcast production? I mean... I mean, everything and nothing, because I don't think we do podcasts in the same way as lots of other people oh, do. We've, ta production. we've talked about um, the fact that we are still almost as amateur as we were beforehand. I mean, I didn't I didn't know anything, so I didn't know about editing audio files and everything, but then I learned that pretty quickly. Um, but we, we've never, like, I've, I've not read up things about this is how you do a podcast, this is how you can improve your podcast. As, since we got started, it's all just been, I've kind of made it up as I've, I've gone along. I mean, things like, I suppose, in some ways, Photoshop skills have improved, not that that's anything to do with podcasting, but for the graphics that I've had to make for the podcast, yeah. I guess I've improved there. Um, and, and Cory production, I mean, you, you could talk forever about that, hasn't it? Because before it was just a programme. I literally knew nothing. No. For bo both both the Coronation Street production and the podcast production, we've known nothing. We've made it up as we've been along for the podcast production and, and we've just had wells of, uh, you know, absolutely tons, a deluge of knowledge about how Coronation Street has been produced from the script writing process to the, the storylining, to the filming, the direction, um, the I way that like things are done in blocks, everything. I've learned know? a lot, but I also feel like I'm dangerously misinformed <laughs> enough to be like, you know, perhaps an alert would be put up on Twitter if I said anything like... <laughs> 
she she knows just enough to to not really know what she's talking about. You know too much. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. I didn't think about how it was made before. I just watched it. I've definitely been on a journey in the last ten years of my life. You guys have been along for a lot of it. It's been very messy and sad. Some of it. Some of it. Um, I'm really appreciative of everybody that supported us. Um, I'm trying to. I feel like I'm. Tr- I'm trying to get somewhere. I'm not there yet, and the podcast is definitely sort of. Yeah. I'm getting to somewhere I never would have got. Yeah, exactly. Which is lovely. And I'm not there yet, and we're, and but we're, no. But we're we're very happy with how things have gone, and definitely. But you know, proud of what we've achieved. Yeah, so it's still like we're maybe the middle of the show. <laughs> you reckon? And um, I don't want to. Don't want to sort of conclude it with any sort of great. Uh, revelation. We're not going to like reach podcast enlightenment and then and then stuff and say now we're not going to yeah beam off we... to Mars or something. <laughs> um, but I really think that um, it's such a cliche, but you guys have really made this an uh, such an important part of our lives over the last ten years. Um, everybody who's written in and, and whether you agree or disagree it's all part of an enrichment of of like being a human being and learning about different perspectives and you know everybody is a unique story every every life is a different story that is only can tell that tale themselves because of all the things that they've mm. done in their lives and being able to have a sort of brief encounter with all these different human stories as we travel through the Coronation Street show has been just a privilege and being able to share those stories on the podcast with other people and be able to say you know this person thinks this this person thinks that the whole sum of your life in one email about I thought that this story was great or I thought this story was rubbish it might seem inconsequential but it really is just your mark in society. Mm. Well, I don't think You're I could put it any better than that. I don't this, think I've this made ties any into sense. what I was saying earlier about that when I started the podcast, I kind of hoped that I'd be able to say something as deep and as lovely and as, uh, uh, as, as articulate as that. And I don't think I ever could. I'm so. not articulate. I need a wee. Okay. Well, we'll end the podcast there. Everybody, thank and you so is, much for listening. Thank you for all your questions. The, this is the divine and, and the, uh, the, you know, the sublime and the, the, re- the human reality of life. You can talk about society and culture and and our human experience, but also sometimes you just I need, do a, wee. need a wee. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been absolutely lovely really doing do this, wee, uh, so this tonight. It's been a long podcast, but thank you everybody who put their questions in. I hope you found this interesting because this is, you know, we've not talked about Coronation Street tonight. We've talked about us and the podcast. That's what the whole idea is. It was I for need a wee. and and Gemma needs a wee so um, with that in mind we, we better I'm go I'm honest I'm just blunt and honest it's a good job we got two toilets now so I think as soon as I press the stop on the record well? I might dash off which, oh, toilet, which, which one which... I'm going to the main You're one gonna... okay I'll go to the toilet next time <laughs> goodbye everybody um, see you next time Gemma any final words um, keep it clean you, you matter you're important and your story is just as interesting as anything that's in Coronation Street and I would like to say that the music Episode. <laughs> came from podcastthemes.com oh, oh, oh.